1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Connecting to the big show.
0: In three, three, two, 3, 1 I went to my car and I cried How are we going to do this? How do we keep our family safe? There's Jesse, Nettles, Purdy, And I'm actually planning a wedding for the goats At Halloween We're all in the war, we're all in the war now You know they're here, we're looking after them And rightly so Join the conversation Call 0818 96 96 Text
2: or WhatsApp 0833969696. 396 96
0: Email opinion at 96fm
2: this is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Fox 96 FM.
3: The phone starts next Monday with Dermot Kennedy, sending you off to see him in Vegas. More details, of course, during the morning. But. The ticket sales are on just now Started seven minutes ago for Rod Stewart Live at the Marquee on the 20th of June And I have two more tickets for that gig today More on that during the morning Another little clip from an interview Another little bit taken out of us that's, that's coming up alright Beautiful, what a gorgeous morning out there Absolutely stunning And the weather forecast for the next few days Is fairly good too uh, not exactly, won't be bamming off in it, but it's nice. I was looking, what, I remember my favorite app, I've often talked about it to you, probably to the point of distraction, Dark Sky. Well, Dark Sky doesn't work anymore. Dark Sky got bought up, I think, bought, I presume bought up, and I hope they made a lot of money out of it, by Apple. And it's now been worked into the, uh, the, the weather app on your iPhone. And they are saying that for the next 10 days in Cork, eight to 10 days, there's no sign of any significant rain. We take that so we would. Good morning, 0818 96, 96, 96 What exactly is going on at MTU? They are closed as they try to deal with a cyber attack. We heard this at the weekend. It was getting serious enough on Tuesday, then Wednesday, now Thursday. An email issued last night to students. Um, saying a huge thank you for bearing with us. We're issuing an update. Essentially, we are confirming this is a cyber attack, and there was a lengthy statement attached to that. Maureen Tuig from the 96FM Newsroom has been across that statement. Maureen, they have a cyber attack, and it looks more serious than we thought. Good morning
4: good morning to you pj absolutely i mean we heard initially that the, the campuses were closed tuesday and wednesday now that's gone to today and tomorrow with the planned opening for monday but as you're seeing it has confirmed that it's quirky campuses they've been targeted in a cyber attack and what they said in that statement late last night it came out just after nine eight nine 9 pm rather that certain systems were encrypted for the purpose of demanding a ransom Uh, So this was the the first kind of, I suppose, taste of what has been going on and what they've been trying to deal
3: with. All right, that line isn't the best, and I just want to get into the detail of this. Um, Maybe we could try and improve it by going back to the phone. Will we do that? OK, we'll go, go back to the phone there, lads, because that's not going to hold up. I'll just see if we can tidy that up a little bit. So that statement issued last evening, um, quite detailed, issued by Paul Gallagher, who is vice president of finance and administration at MTU in Bishopstown. Yeah. So, OK, Maury, so just back into that statement. What was he saying?
4: So, yes, the incident was detected by MTU's IT security systems last weekend. And as we know, they, they closed initially Tuesday and Wednesday, and that's been extended to today and tomorrow with a planned reopening for Monday. Uh, but what they confirmed last night is that its Cork campuses have been targeted in a cyber attack. Their Kerry campuses haven't been affected uh, but they're saying with the Cork campuses that certain systems were encrypted for the purpose of demanding a ransom. Now, this is probably the, the first taste of, of exactly what they've been dealing with over the last few days, and uh, that, that, that their IT security systems um, detected this incident. Now, a due process to investigate the cause and the extent of the attack, as well as the safest and most efficient recovery process has been instigated and what they're saying is that they will notify any affected individuals um, in line with their data protection obligations because they want to see what data may have been breached mm-hmm. and this is currently remaining under investigation as per that statement um, that was issued last night.
3: And was it, Maureen, that when people tried to access certain systems earlier in the week, they found they couldn't? Is Is that how this came about?
4: Well, what they're saying is that it was detected by their own IT security systems last weekend. And as we know, last weekend was a long weekend. So I'm not sure exactly how that came to light. Did they get a notification or they were alerted in some way that there was um, an incident underway Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now that's what the investigation is, is dealing with. But I've been checking out, I suppose, social media. I've been in touch with the Students Union. Unfortunately, none of their officers are available. They've, um, prior commitments over the next two days. They're not available to, to chat to us, but they have been sharing some information on their Instagram pages. And for any students or anyone looking for, you know, support or advice, they do have a reel on their Instagram page. Um, and it's called Important. And they've just been sharing, um, some advice and some tips. So, One of them here said to please have an increased level of awareness of potential scam emails over the next few days. And they're just saying we're here if you have any questions and they've posted some of that useful information on their important highlight. And that includes, you know, uh, MTU student counselling. They're saying if you have an on-campus session booked over these couple of days. That your counsellor will be in contact, and you can move it online if that suits. So they are working around the situation. They they're they're doing what they can to to support their students. Same with the the campus medical centre. Um. They're saying they'll be in contact with students to reschedule routine appointments uh, once their appointment system is operational. And in the meantime, you know, if you're feeling unwell or you don't have access to a local GP, you can contact the MTU GP service at Grand Parade Medical Practice uh, for an appointment there. So as they say, they're all on the reel on the Instagram page. There's just some advice there for students.
3: This may be something you've looked into or not, Moiraid But in terms of students and staff They do say in the statement that don't need to take any action at this time MTU will notify any affected individuals But you know yourself, the nature of a third level college Particularly one of that size Is that people bring computers, laptops, tablets, you name it In and out of the building, in and out of various parts of the building All the time Is there any danger to people's own equipment That might have been connected into the system last week?
4: Well, what they're saying in the statement is that students and staff don't need to take any action, as you say, and they will be in touch with affected individuals and that's in line with their data protection obligations. But they are saying that it's still early in this process, but they're following all appropriate protocols and procedures to minimise and mitigate any impacts that this incident may have. Um, and to facilitate the, the restoration of their education services as a top priority. So they are saying that it is early in the process yet. Um, and they're not saying that, that anyone has been affected, but they're not saying that anyone hasn't been affected either. They're, they're, that's all under investigation to see exactly um, the nature of the incident okay. and, and how much of an impact it's going to have.
3: Do they know for how long more of the college might be closed?
4: They're saying that the plan is, is to reopen on Monday and the line they used uh, yesterday was that a phased and managed return to teaching and learning is planned from next Monday. So when you hear phased, you wonder exactly how that's going to happen. I mean, as you said yourself, it's got a really a strong student population, um, a range of courses, you know, from, I suppose, people in first year to to people maybe in their last year of college. And, and people have different um, pressures, I suppose, when you are in college and whether you're starting or you're finishing. It's probably people looking to do project work. I, I'm sure there's been exams that were due to take place this week. There's People, as you know, like travel around the country and abroad to go to college. So I'm sure there's, there's a high population there of people who are far away from home as well and they've been, they've been landed with, with the full week off. And I suppose that the stress there is if you have something that you could only do on campus it must be a, a time where, you know, you're trying to plan ahead. But when you hear that it's a phased and planned reopening from, from Monday, um, you know, it, it's hard to know exactly what will happen. They've been good to keep in touch with students. You know, they've been sending emails. And that was the advice from, from during the week. You know, keep an eye on the website, mtu.ie and your student's email address as well. And they, they've been good to, to keep in, in contact with okay. the
3: students. Very good. All right, Maureen, I'll leave it there for today. If we have any more, we'll come back to you. Uh, Maureen Tuig the uh, Cork's 96 of M Newsroom. That statement, a huge thank you to students for bearing with us as we deal with the latest emergency. We're issuing an update on the IT breach, and it's quite lengthy. The department is working with a number of specialist cybersecurity teams. One of the main issues is that we expect an increased level of attack over the next few days due to the current level of publicity. We're asking for your help and for a heightened level of alert in terms of potential spam, phishing, etc. We'll communicate further in relation to arrangements for next week. Best regards, Paul. Paul being Paul Gallagher, Vice President of Finance and Administration. The reading of that statement to me is, okay. we know what happened. We're in the middle of trying to fix it. We don't really know how far into the system it's gone. Just bear with us and we'll find out. And we'll let you know. And if any of your own gear or any of your own files or anything of your own information has been affected, then we'll be in touch. So it doesn't, and like Maureen said, a phased reopening from next Monday. What does that mean? We're far from out of the woods here with this uh, attack on the MTU systems. Do you remember the HSE, lads? Do you remember how long it took to get that back under control? One would hope it's uh, not going to take so long out at MTU. 0818 96, 96 96 All right, those tickets for Rod Stewart gone on sale since nine o'clock. I have a pair to give away. Live at the Marquee, 20th of June the great Rod Stewart, in concert, all the hits, all night long. Trust me, it'll be my fourth time to see him. Trust me, this is not a gig you want to miss. So, what word is left out here? Yeah,
5: has a new
6: coming out next year, which I've written 11 songs for.
3: That's a, that's a sneaky one, now. That's a very tight one this morning, what is it? Yeah,
6: there's a new coming out next year, which I've written 11 songs for.
3: What word have we left out of that? The word and your name to 0818, sorry, 083, 396, 96, 96. Don't frighten them outside the window. No, no, tell them text, don't ring, tell them text, don't ring. 083, 396, 96, 96. Something we'll return to later this morning. And remember yesterday, I just pulled it out of the newspaper as a talking point. Now it has blown up and everyone's talking about it. I'll come back to that later on this morning. Something else? that I talked about months ago. I mentioned the idea that if I want to pay in cash, I want to pay in cash. If I want to pay with a card, I want to pay with my card. I want the choice. I don't have a problem paying with a card. I don't have a problem paying with cash. I just want the choice. There's a premises in Cork has removed that choice. And a man called Peter O'Donoghue is not happy about it and took to Facebook to complain about it. We'll discuss that next. 818 You guys ready?
2: Big Drive Home, weekdays from 4.
0: On Quirk's 96FM. So the bosses here at the station want me to get more creative in these ads. So they've drafted in this cool new AI program to really sell the show, you know? Artificial intelligence. So here goes.
7: Do you like listening to songs you think are good? Lorraine plays lots of them every day on the large commute to your abode.
0: Uh, It's called the Big Drive Home, but anyway.
7: Do you enjoy competitions that make you go woohoo when you win a prize? Lorraine has those too. Ah, come on. Don't miss the to make your commute entertaining and enjoyable. Don't drive
0: home without Lorraine. There you go. You heard the man, er, robot thing. Make sure you're with me every weekday from four.
2: The big drive home. courts 96 FM. Join the
0: conversation. Call us now. 96, 96, 96.
2: This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Courts 96 FM.
3: See, I told you Rod Stewart would sell out fast. They've just added a second date. Aiken Promotions just issued an email in the last 30 seconds. Literally, it landed live at the marquee, 21st of June, the Wednesday night. Rod Stewart now playing a second gig. Tickets on sale now. And I have two more tickets to give away today. Do that during the morning. 0818969696. Oh, yeah, that thing we talked about yesterday. Can you remember what it was? I just said, I found this in the paper this morning, and I heard it on the radio, and I thought, this is wor- it's all over the place today. The world has gone mad with it this morning. We'll come back to it. Now, Peter, you went for a bite to eat, or you were attending an event, I think, at the barn, and you weren't happy with the sign on the table that read, we do not accept cash, card, and contactless payments only. Morning.
8: Hello, Peter. How are you this morning?
3: I'm well, sir. I'm well, sir. What was your problem?
8: I suppose I was there last Saturday night. I was attending a family event and I walked into the Baron restaurant. And I just want to reiterate, this is a much bigger issue than just the Baron restaurant. This is a a, a national issue and even an international issue. But I walked into the Baron restaurant um, Saturday night and upon entering the premises, there was this big sign in front of me that says, we do not accept cash, card and contactless payments only. Yes. So straight away, I did not like to look at that sign. Um, But I didn't want to make a scene. I was with my family and friends, and we sat down, we had the meals. Now, I paid through cash, through a person who was paying with card. But um, afterwards, then, I asked for the manager, and I talked to the manager, and I said, look, the service was the food was good, um, but I said, I have a huge issue with that sign there, that you will not accept cash. And he, um, I suppose he told me that, he would listen to me, he said, I've been the vast minority, but... Like, I, I explained to him that there's older people out there who do not have uh, access. They don't ha- have a card. Um, mm-hmm. They don't use cards. They just use cash. There's vulnerable people out there, maybe a person with maybe a mental uh, disability. You know, they wouldn't have a bank account, but they'd have cash for some form of independence. Yes. So they obviously won't be able to dine there. There are pe- poor people, people, maybe a homeless person. He wouldn't have a bank account or she wouldn't have you know, they'd have cash. Maybe recent immigrants even into the country, they wouldn't be set up with bank accounts. Yes. Um, so there's a huge cohort of people that, and it is a discriminatory policy what they have. Uh, well, well, the word
3: discriminatory is a strong word, but you felt it was the removal of choice. Like, if if you were there and you had the choice, how would you have preferred to pay?
8: And that's it, Peter. Like, I'm not a Luddite. I'm not against technology.
3: Right. No, no, for yourself, though, Peter, if you were paying the bill, how would you have preferred to pay?
8: Well, I, myself, personally, I, I try and pay with cash as much as possible. Because why, why is that? Why is that? I suppose there's um, many different issues at this moment in time. Um, obviously, cash has been taken out of society, and we can see that it's happening left, right and centre. And I believe cash is very important. There's many different reasons for this. And say for instance, going down Patrick Street, there, somebody busting. If there's no cash there, how do you how do you give them a little a few bob? You know, your babysitter, maybe car boot sales, markets, even the two very your kids. If there's no cash there, how do you how do you give them a euro? Put a euro under their blanket or under their pillow. And even homeless people. So there's big issues with regards to cash. Um, and also, so do you fear?
3: That society is attempting to remove cash.
8: Oh yes, yes, I would have this uh, a fear that um, that uh, cash is being taken out of, of out of society, and I would say deliberately. Um, obviously, banks are making huge money off this because every transaction you make through cards, there's a fee of between one point five to three point five percent goes to your banks, so they're making mm-hmm. phenomenal. Well, well,
3: actually, there's a statement in from the Barn... Um, which I'll get to in a minute But they say In that statement That In actual fact When you pay By debit card There's no extra charge On you For paying by debit card
8: Yeah but uh, The baron pays An extra charge
3: Tiny charge
8: so, I'll just give you an example if, if me and you Had a, a financial transaction Say a 50 euros cash yeah. If I buy something Off you for 50 euros you get get 100% Of that 50 euros okay. Now if you buy Something else Off somebody else For 50 euros 100% of that 50 euros goes to that person. There's no middleman in the transaction. There's no bank that's taking any fee. So, so the average, say the 2%, that that's what the bank's fee is. say so that's the average. So when I pay you 50 euros for a bank card or through TAT, the bank takes a euro. Now you pay somebody else for something else, the bank takes another euro. And then um, many, say you go 20 total transactions later, what is left of that 50 euros? the most of that 50 euros has gone to the bank. And the, what's left in the public domain is very little. So yeah. the banks are making huge money off this. And um, I would have concerns as well regards, you know, control and privacy issues. Um, like does the banks, like say the government, obviously they will, they will be all for this, you know, because they want to know what we eat for our breakfast, dinner and supper. And they can see exactly what we're spending exactly what we're purchasing yeah. and say for instance now say like a, a bus on the street maybe takes in 50 euros on a saturday busking is that like taxable income now say you sell um i don't know a, a, a secondhand fridge at home for 50 euros. does that do that become income
3: well certainly the taxman loves the world of cashless transaction that's a that's a fact the taxman loves that world yeah. but but Peter, come back to it because I, I'm going to talk to the Baron in, in, in just a because They do this statement is- and they're good enough to take a call. But in terms of, you've said in your Facebook post that you won't go back it, and, and that's up to you. But do you think it's a case of a choice needs to be offered rather than a policy of all one or all the other?
8: Yeah, so I like uh, that's all I'm asking for. It's a choice that people have the choice to choose whether to pay cash or whether to pay. True card, because I know you said it's a strong word, but there is discrimination in practice at this moment in time okay. regarding people who are not able to pay yeah. with cards or people who do not have bank accounts.
3: And you're so, keen, yeah. you're keen to say, and I'm glad you did. You're keen to say this isn't personal to the barn. This this is a, a comment on society in general. But that you don't, you, you you would not willingly give your custom to any place that won't take cash, even if you don't intend to pay cash on the night. Correct? Is that what, is that what you're saying?
8: Yeah, if there's any business, any organisation, and and talk about organisations, the, the GAA now is um, implementing this policy as well. An organisation that was built from the ground up by the elderly now in today's society, and many of them mm. cannot enter a GAA grounds now because they are. I actually think
3: the T-shirt. Cash. I I think I did the T-shirt of the tarnisher. Probably the tarnisher. Probably Michal Martin because he's a gay man. I I think he has expressed some unrest about that over the. Over the last few days, and 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 asked, and asked the GA to reconsider. I couldn't be, I couldn't well, be held up against the wall on that. But I, I, I think he might, I think he might. Peter, I leave it there. Thank you. You say you wouldn't go back to to the barn or anywhere that doesn't accept cash as as an option. The barn did issue a statement, uh, quite a lengthy one, um, which. Initially, I was just going to read, but I'm glad to say that Paul Dolan, who operates the restaurant, now joins me. Uh, Paul, when did you decide that it would be a, a card-only business? Good morning. Um,
9: hi, good morning, PJ. Um, but during COVID, there was a talk of um, uh, not businesses not being allowed to open and accept cash. Uh, we were closed for 18 months during COVID. And um, when we reopened, we reopened as the Gastro Gastropub. Yeah, uh, a whole new. You know, we were more casual. Um, we started doing breakfast, lunch, dinners, and uh, opening from eight thirty in the morning. And um, we 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 just, we opened that way because of COVID, and also because um, we got the we got the calculator out over during COVID and realized that the cost of cal- you know carrying cash was coming up to if everybody paid by cash it was sixteen percent.
3: Our business. Let's, let's go through that. Let's go through that. So I go yeah. in and I pay. I have my breakfast, okay. Yeah. And by the way, um, anyone who I've spoken to, I haven't been in the barn in quite yeah. some time, but anyone who I've spoken to who's been there is full of praise for everything you do and everything you serve. Oh, Absolutely. Right? So, and, and but, I, supposing I go in this morning and I, and I buy your full Irish breakfast, what's that going to cost me? Uh, Ten seventy. Ten seventy. And how much That's, do you say that thousand. would cost if I was paying cash?
9: See, if everybody paid cash, it would be 16% to, to our business we'd have to put onto our food. How do you but work because that Because not, not everybody pays cash. It's about Pre-COVID, it was about 60%. I think it's come drastically down since COVID. But pre-COVID, it's about 60%. So that's 16%. We'd have to add 9% on. So 9% onto our full Irish would have been um, uh, 11.70, say,
3: mm-hmm. for instance. How, you know, how are you got- making up the 9% though, Paul? Oh, well, i tell
9: you what. Like you said, you came in, you sit down. Um, when you come to pay that bill, you call a waitress. She comes down to the table. She said, what would you like? So? Oh, I would like to pay the bill. She has to go up to the point of sale, print the bill, come back down to you. Either wait for you to pull your change out and or cash out or go away and come back to the table again. She then has to approach the point of sale again, go back to the point of sale, sort out the cash and come back down to the table with your change. That's two or three visits. That's... Five minutes of time multiplied by, we have a lot, we have, we have over 300 covers, so you can imagine the staff hours on that. Plus mm. those points of sales, we'd need four points of sales, they all need to be filled up every mm. morning and reconciled every night. That can take 20 to 30 minutes. Is, isn't that
3: more time. easily solved, Paul, by saying to me, when, when you're serving me my full Irish, how, how yeah. do you intend to pay? And I say, yeah. I'd like to pay by cash, please. Well, in that case, you need to go to the till when you're finished. If you're okay. paying by card, you do it at the table. Then you just have one till operates like that. And by the way, this is a choice oh. I've seen we, we at have, a place that was on holidays last year.
9: We'd have three hundred, you know, we, 300 we have three uh, hundred seats. We'd have a queue a mile long if we just operated
3: one point of so. So we we couldn't do. <laughs> oh, be no, on no, no, like no. Q what I mean is, part, morning, you could pay pay for, pay by card or phone or God knows, watch yeah. at your table yeah but if you wish to pay by cash, you queue up and if if as you say it's a that's minority of people paying by cash, then it wouldn't yeah. be a very busy deal
9: well it that's the trouble it's a tiny you know tiny minority we have giving out by cash, but obviously if we accepted cash, it would be the industry normal, which is back which was sixty percent before the thing so that's sixty percent of our three hundred tables okay. which is roughly you know three hundred covers that's roughly you know, 160, 170 people. So you, you
3: reckon it will put the price of everything up by nine percent? You talk in yeah. your statement about but a, term there's a lot
9: more. There's a lot more to it. You know, there's I, I'd have to get a cash handling company to pick up the cash every day. That has to be. That's a, there's a percentage charge on that. It has to be paid into the banks. There's a percentage charge on that. It has to be taken out of the banks for float and change. There's a percentage charge on that.
3: The cash handling company has to bring that back to me every day. So, do businesses not take their own cash to the bank anymore and put it in the night safe? No. That's,
9: you know, uh, the insurance costs on, on, a, staff, on a staff member, we've got 300 covers. we got, we're very busy. You know, we do 1,500 covers on a Sunday. You yeah. couldn't have a member of staff carrying around that. We don't, and plus the security. Can you imagine having cash, you know, people knowing how busy we were and having cash on the premises, you know? Mm. So,
10: um, that's a big okay. curious
9: You, you so, mentioned I mean,
3: like, something in your statement called cash draw shrinkage. It's, it's a term that I have heard, but I can't define it in plain man's English. What's it mean?
9: Well, you know, there's mistakes made with cash, obviously. Every day there's loads of cash mistakes being made, you know, just the wrong change being given out, etc. And um, plus, you know, there's, you know, staff um, might mistakenly take 50 instead of 20 for their tips and things like that.
3: Actually, in terms of tips, now there's a thing. Now there's a thing. Let's bring come back to my my full Irish breakfast, and I, I'm quite happy to pay with yes. card, okay? Yes. And, and and let me say also, the, the staff member has been extremely nice. We've had a great yes. chat about the beautiful morning. She's recognised me. and We're having a good chat, and I'm enjoying. I, I've enjoyed my breakfast entirely. I want to give that girl or that fella a fiver or maybe more for themselves. Can I yes. give them cash? Um yeah, you can leave that on the table. So that is cash? Yeah, But we don't have anything to do with that. Where does it go? Straight that, goes into the, the, that goes to your waiting staff. Okay. And do you operate a, we a give till, a t- a till and, bucket or does the person get their own tip? Uh there's a till bucket.
9: Okay. That's just it. But um and we give one hundred percent of the credit card um our our credit you know, debit credit cards uh yeah. tips to the staff. There's no yeah. There's nothing taken off.
8: Had, had,
3: had you just, issues just, with cash pre-COVID and once
9: too? sorry, you should say that again. Sorry. Had you, do you
3: issues with cash pre-COVID? Issues in what sense? As in the problems that you say now, the costs and all that. Were they there pre-COVID?
9: They were, but you know what? It takes. I say a lot of business are listening to me and saying, "Hang on, I to get the calculator out," because they're there, but you just don't think of them. You don't, and you don't think of the security aspects until you sit down and say, "Hang on." this is costing a fortune to carry this cash. You know, It's it really is. It's, a, it's, it's an eye-opener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, that's that's what I... I mean, like, I, I wouldn't sit here and, you know, it's a 9% charge. To, and so, like I said, that 10, 7, I'm desperate to keep um, costs down, you know, especially since this cost of living. We reopened in August 21 after 18 months closed, and we reopened. That... Full Irish was 9.90. I've managed to keep it. I've only put put that up by 70 cents. To out all this cost of living crisis, our electricity bill has gone up fourfold, up to 14,000 a month. Mm. Our gas bill is around the same, but I've only put up that um, full Irish by seven percent in all that time. We, yeah. You
3: know, no, th- that's and that's true. admirable. That, that's yeah. admirable. No, but just on, on the whole COVID no. thing, because your statement makes the point in this opening paragraph. Hmm. You made a decision after coming back, you made a decision not to take cash partly due to COVID and the unhygienic state of cash. Yet we've had a number of calls and I actually made a note in my margin to say it to you, that the World Health Organization pointed out repeatedly to the, po- to the point where they were almost screaming it. There's no issue with cash and COVID. Yeah.
9: And during, during COVID, there was there was you know I don't know about the World Health Organization, but, but every single station and every every newspaper saying the dangers of cash. No, so
3: not no, not 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 here, not not okay, here, Paul. So you didn't hear it here because cash but, was never cash. Cash was dismissed as a risk very early into the pandemic. I,
9: but that's not really it's not really an issue why we don't accept cash. Okay, PJ, so it's a bit of you know that's just.
3: That was yeah, new because to it. it's at the start of your statement. No, Paul. As I said, look, you have you run a fine establishment, and and Thanks. it's your it's your choice. But I think a lot of people are saying it's a little discriminatory. If I want, and more the other thing about it is, Paul. And again, come back to my full Irish. But let's wow. make it something something as simple as a coffee and a scone. Like what yeah. would what would coffee and a scone cost me? Um, I, 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 I do. You know,
9: what? I'm not I'm not in the barn right now. We say six quid, seven quid, i say it wouldn't be six, it'd be six, five. five. Five, quid. Five or six, like, yeah, yeah. Am
3: I really going to tap my card for a fiver when I have a fiver in my wallet to hand? I always keep, by the way, I always have a few quid in my wallet for small transactions. I'll have oh, okay. a fiver in my wallet right now. Yeah. No, I mean, everybody's happy to tap.
9: Most people, you order with the QR codes and pay that way. Yes, not. Sorry, yeah. see we just jumped up there. Um, so no, most people are quite happy to tap away.
3: You can tap for ten cents these days. Oh no, you can't. Oh, I'm, I'm perfectly aware of it. I'm perfectly aware of that. Um, and and look, I'm not a Luddite. I I Does I don't have a problem pay? with paying cashless. I just like the choice of 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 cashless. Mm-hmm. But I, I, if
9: it's either all or nothing, do you know what I mean? So well, I can. I can, I can Kevin, go. Well,
3: Paul, sorry, I, the all or nothing thing is where, it's where the all or nothing is where you and I might fall out a little bit because I've been in many premises mm-hmm. where you do have the choice still. And it's but not so a big issue.
9: So I put up my prices tomorrow by nine percent. Is that is that fair to the you know, we accept, thank God every month we're getting stronger and stronger and people are you know, they love our breakfast, they love our lunch offerings, they love our all day calories. Um, you know, they love our but should I put up the all day calories from fourteen ninety to sixteen twenty? But
3: here's what you could do. What? Here's what you could do. Put in a small surcharge for cash.
9: They'd be on the phone to you on Monday morning. I had to pay extra for cash, PJ. I'm just
3: suggesting it.
9: I know, but you you can imagine what the phone lines would be like on Monday morning. I was up in the bar and gastropub. I had to pay extra for cash, but I was using cash. Mm. That that wouldn't that, that would be a nightmare.
3: So someone's I mean, on here about this is a totally different one. Sure. The paper menu uh, is the paper menu gone?
9: Paper menu.
3: Yeah, the ordinary menu menu that you pick up and read in your hand. Oh, yeah. and, we thought,
9: yeah, we, we use paper. So because um, during COVID, we still haven't during COVID, you you know that was the talk that we had to use paper menus and you know
3: disposable menus and everything. Okay. You, so do you have an actual menu now that a person can hold, or is it done on the phone?
9: Oh no no, they
3: no. got menus. Yeah. You got menus. You have got menus. Yeah. Okay okay. A lot of people I still calling us that. about the, the WHO and cash thing. You know. What's that? A a, a lot of people talking, ringing us about... It's
9: not an issue. It's not an issue. Well, it is to a certain extent. I mean, like, cash is dirty by by itself. I mean, like, servers, you know, going up to the till with cash and sorting out cash. Maybe it doesn't carry a virus, but it carries other things, PJ, you know? So, um, the issue,
3: the issue was, I suppose, the separation of people, and you need to be closer to each other to handle cash and and all of that. Paul, listen, I'm I'm very glad you took our call, um, and we've been through the statement and I just wanted to address a couple of things with you. You're, you're entitled to to you. You you will be staying as cashless. You will not be taking cash.
9: I, I tell you what. Ask all my customers: Do you want to pay ten seventy or eleven seventy or fourteen ninety or sixteen twenty?
3: Well, that's that, that's putting it in a kind of a that's a side of a loaded question, Paul.
9: Well, not really, PJ. That's what it's down to. If I accept cash, I'll have to, every cost has to be passed on to the customer. You know, ESB, gas, everything else. I I'm doing my best.
3: How are to you offloading the, the, of the ESB? Cost? How are you offloading the I'm gas? I'm carrying it. I'm carrying. I'm looking.
9: I'm searching. To f- suppliers to keep things down. I'm desperate to keep things down. There's a four percent increase in VAT coming down in a few in a few weeks' time, mm. hitting us. And I mean, I'm doing my best now to keep those costs down. And coming along with another. Well, you have to put
3: up the price when the VAT happens. Uh, that, that's that's a
9: given. Unfortunately, I have to do it because I've I've done my best to keep zero. I mean, seven percent is all I've done since August 21 and this three, this 4% is really getting to me. you know. Let, open,
3: yeah, top, let, let's just talk for a minute top top. or two about that. The, the the cost and outside of the whole cash versus card thing, which you've you've yeah. stated your, your view and you're yeah. entitled to do that, people will discuss it as they will, but in terms of the cost of doing business, I was in a, in a restaurant last Saturday night and I was chatting to the owner, a chap I know, and he was saying about the cost of it, and again, he mentioned the same thing as you, they're going to lob on another 4% now and, back, and they're just not listening. No.
9: But they don't. Do you know what? I hear minister after minister on the phone saying, "Well, the hotels they they they, they ruined it for everybody because they they were scrounging, you know, hotel rooms in Dublin and they were getting tripling the price that's of hotel true, rooms." Paul. Yeah, that's true. Well, why don't they do hotel rooms? Why don't they put on make hotel rooms twenty three percent or thirteen and a half percent? Do you know what, PJ? Do you know a, a, a cream? They can give you three different fat rates for cream. If I sell you a milkshake, it's yeah. 0% fat. If I sell you a glass of milk, it's 9% fat. If I sell you an ice cream, it's 23% fat. Get That's off! Cream. You're joking me! Yeah. They can separate cream, three different fat rates, but they can't separate a hotel
3: room from a food. I know. Are, so you, joking it? are you joking me, Pod? That's I'm not. So mad- di- you. <laughs> Hang on. So, So a glass of milk is yeah. 9%. Uh, what did you say was zero rated? Milkshakes. Because <laughs> a milkshake is zero. Milkshake is basically just soft ice cream. A milkshake is zero. A glass of milk is nine percent, and a bowl of ice cream is what? twenty three percent. as a dessert. Well, I have to say, Paul, that is. Every, they say every day yeah. is a school day, and it is in this but business. But
9: That's then, ridiculous. But, but then they, they every minister's on, on you know, um, screaming that oh, we can't, we can't, we have to put up the hospitality rate. Right to 13.5% because of the hotel rooms, and they can't separate, you know, restaurant dining. Leave it 9%. Businesses are struggling enough, you know. 4% onto our full Irish. My business is going to go down to, you know, 4% onto, you know, everything. It's crazy. Okay. And, you know, thankfully, you know, we're we're lucky we're busy enough, but... um, such
3: to, to wood well, you're, I mean, do, I, you're, they, you're doing a good. You're doing a good job. You're turning over good food, and anyone I talk to it. loves the place. and so and that's the I think that's but, a that's a baseline for our conversation. You know, but
9: that's it. You've got to give
3: quality for food, but also
9: value for money. That's and it. the government are coming along, ruining that value for money. And I've i have been working so hard to keep those prices down, PJ. And the government are coming along. Here you go, four percent. Do what do you know and. The uh, whole point is there are hotel rooms and it's got nothing to do with us, nothing to do with us, but I'm lucky. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm lucky enough. We're busy enough, but there's businesses, there's small businesses, there's small restaurants and small cafes barely hanging on there, barely. And right. the government come along with that four percent. Right. That's you know
3: that really gets to me. Paul, we started right. with one conversation. We, we, we've business. added in another. I've I've had a lesson from you this morning, uh, on not so much on the cost of doing business through cash, which I, I guess I could find that out myself. But thank you anyway for taking the call. But this thing, thank you. That's Paul uh, Paul Dolan from the Barn in Glenmire. They'll be staying cashless. He he his his argument is if he takes cash, he'll have to put his prices up. He's going to have to put his prices up next. Like, did you know that? Am I, I'm learning this here. Is this news to you? So if you buy a glass of milk with your dinner, it's 9%. If you have a bowl of ice cream, which is milk, it's 23% fat. And if you have a milkshake, which is basically just soft ice cream, it's 0%. Is it any wonder though, in fairness, for all that goes on, is it any wonder they're craving?
7: The Cork's 96FM Giving for Living Radiothon returns May 25th to 27th to raise funds for Cork Cancer Services. You
0: make me feel Every year, we speak to people touched by cancer. So, if you've got a story to tell, we'd love you to get in touch. Simply email radiothon at 96fm.ie to find out more.
7: The Giving for Living Radiothon Supporting Cork Cancer Services May 25th to 27th You
0: me, you may feel only on Corks 96 FM. Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie.
2: This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Corks96FM.
3: Hey, pages and pages of responses to to Paul. Uh, there's a whole different topic of conversations come out of that. Uh, Kevin, you're gonna talk about cash versus card, and indeed you say, and you're right, a fair play to Paul for taking my phone call. But did you have any idea how stupid the VAT rules were? Good morning.
11: Yeah, I actually did, but um, it was, that's the first time I came across that was when I was working, I was living in England, uh, I was in college and I was going, working at McDonald's. And at the time you had two different sets of vats, VAT rates for eating in and taking away. For takeaway it was less than eating Go and I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they, they, when it comes to revenue don't think for a second that they can't sort out what needs sorting out they can sort out everything you know so if there's a way of uh, nailing you down for something that they you, they think you owe yeah. they'll find a the way
3: i mean to me the thing that uh, uh, an ice cream a portion of ice cream yeah has 23% vat and and then a, a milkshake which is basically just soft ice cream
11: yeah is zero vat <laughs> It's mental, isn't it? But it just goes to show the level of detail that they can go to when they need to or want to. And, yeah. and Paul was right about what he was saying about the VAT um, the rate coming down. There's no way in hell they can't differentiate between a restaurant and a hotel. You know, it, all it is is two different VAT codes for, for two well, different types of business. That's I got all a bit of work
3: is. done at my house in, in 2018, and at the time there was a little tax catch, or, or sorry, little, a little tax thing going on where I could claim... Some of it back against yeah. my tax free allowances. And when I went through the list, <laughs> that,
11: that, that rate, that
3: fat <laughs> that, rate, that yeah. rate, all I'm doing is putting it in the kitchen.
11: Yeah. You almost needed to go to UCC to be able to, <laughs> to I know. go through those tax But as, as
3: regard to Paul, he, he says, Look, if I offer a choice, it's going to put my prices up.
11: Well, if you're offering a choice, then what's the point in doing it at all? Is this He was right. He was dead right in what he was saying about the cost of banking to businesses that that when I was working in a garage and up until a couple of years ago, I used to do the banking. And when you were asking him about taking the cash to the bank, I used to do that. And I used to do that with uh, with a lump hammer underneath my arm when I was walk, you know, underneath inside my jacket when I was going to the bank because, you know, I was carrying a good few grand. And it was it was scary. It was nervous. And all I was expecting was at some point I'm going to get whacked here Som- someday I'm going to walk down this road and someone is going to chin me and take the takings mm. and the cost of everything is through the roof and i I was sat down with the guy who owns the place and he went through the bank charges he got his statement through from the bank and he got he went through the, the charges for the lodgements that I was making and it was like if you lodge for every hundred euros that you lodge you're paying a charge on it And that charge has to be found somewhere, and it goes back into the cost of what you're selling. And he was dead right in what he was saying about the cost of it through COVID, because during COVID, everything changed. a awful lot of people started using cards instead of cash. They started carrying less cash. And I remember at the time, I know people are right about what they're saying about the WHO advice, what have you. At the time, everyone there was rumours going around everywhere, and you were fighting rumours all the time. And once the rumour was out there, it stuck, and it stuck in people's heads. So,
3: oh, well, you know what they say, don't you, Kevin? Oh, the, yeah. a lie is twice around the world for the truth has its boots yeah.
11: on. But uh, if you, when he broke down the costs, he's not wrong. You know, it's, it's. Mm. A, I get where you're coming from with choice, but if you have choice, you bring back all the costs. All the costs yeah. are, are right back there, and your prices go up. So, if you you'll never cater for everyone, you can't keep everyone happy. But if the majority are good with it and he's still through, having a thriving business, then you go with the majority. And if, yeah. I found myself in the last probably two years, I don't I go out on a Saturday night now and I wouldn't have cash on me. Would you I'd have my phone. Yeah. And I'm I, I was always scared if I didn't have fifty quid or 100 quid in my in my pocket going out on a Saturday night, I'd be mm, yeah nervous. But I'll have my phone and it's
3: just as easy Tis until you wake up with the fear and realise how many times you've, you've tipped the phone Kevin I'll leave it thank you very much he's right though you will and you'll go with your phone have you done that I've done it oh my god I've done it I've gone out on the Saturday night with the buddy for the few pints and you know the few becomes the few more and that turns into Crane Lane and McDonald's and, and, and before you know it you're waking up the following morning and do, do, do. Whereas the cash, you run out. John, you've never had a card and you never will. Why not?
10: Um, no, because I believe that the public are sleepwalking into the loss of the autonomy of spend. That there is no respect for cash anymore because the point you just made a lot of point there. You tap 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 tap. Whereas if you put your hand into your pocket, there's fifty euro. Next thing you see, there's only five left. You say, Jesus. You know, but I mean, there's no respect, no young people for money. It's just tap and go. Use the phone. Use the card. Whatever. They have no idea of the actual uh, privacy, the autonomy of spend. And if everyone is signed up to cards eventually, like you mean, we're well, giving away complete control to the financial institutions right around the world. And that suits them. That's the mm. agenda. Well, That's- they make no money on
3: cash. They make no money. Well, they, they don't want cash, which is why they charge so much to handle it. That would seem to be what yeah. the banks will tell you. They don't want cash. The number of. My, my wife had occasion about two years ago, she was looking to get a 1000 euro in cash in a hurry. Oh my God, do you know? You
5: couldn't get it.
10: Yeah, well I had a procedure lately, they are on in the private hospital, they know it was over a thousand euro to get it done right. And it was told that um, you know you must be in cards so I told him I said they don't deal in counts, so what do we do now? Because the appointment was booked in. So there was a phone call I made the next day. She came back to me and she said, Look, that's grand, we'll accept it. But either way, Johnny was going to turn up and the day with his thousand euro anywhere. And what mm-hmm. were they going to do? Say, Johnny, you
3: can't have your procedure today because you haven't the card. I don't very much. You'd, you'd be on your 16 phones to 16 different radio shows. <laughs> John, <laughs> 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 thanks as always. Well, <laughs> yeah, at least he takes that in good spirit. Oh, 0818969696. Lads, pages and pages. I had the same issue with my elderly neighbour who really enjoyed the barn, but the cash only is a problem. They give an option of buying a gift card and they use that. It's a beautiful spot, but she won't go there again because of the embarrassment that is from Aiden. Uh, Between the electronic payment and the downloadable menus, I think the restaurant experience is becoming totally clinical and losing the human touch. Yeah. Bernie says they were trying to bring in a cash to society ever before covid There were articles on the front page of the Echo a few years ago about how many transactions were cash, and it was the main article in the paper, front page. The WHO came out during the pandemic and said not to fear cash. They will do anything or use any explanation to push this forward. It's cost-cutting for business, and the banks are driving it. Can I get that voicemail in just quickly? By the way, in case you're wondering, there's a second Rod Stewart gig has been confirmed this morning. Yes, you did hear me say that. He'll now play the 21st at the marquee as well. Okay. Uh, Voice message on Cashless Society. Here we go.
5: It's all just ways for the governments to keep tabs on you on absolutely every single thing you do, just in case you try to make a sneaky buck um, without having to pay a little tax on it. Do you know what I mean, in case you try to make a little extra figures throughout your year to help to help pay for these bills without the taxman destroying you as well at every single chance he gets. So they, they 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 don't want any of that. They don't want you to be out there making money without them behind their back. You know they want you earning money for them. You are their cash cow, and it. Is simple as that without the cash they can watch and track and trace everything you do everywhere you go so no matter what you do in a couple of years time there for whatever reason if somebody wants to pay you there for doing a job around our house or whatever and and they wanted to give you cash, not an option anymore. Like it's by card, and then at the end of the year, you'll be say they'll be asking you, well, why didn't you, why didn't you t- put that in your tax return? And and th- that's more money you owe us, more money you owe us. So even on top of all the taxes we're paying, if you try to make a sneaky book, they'll hound you and charge you and fine you and take more money off you.
3: That's Kevin, another Kevin. <sighs> He's not holding back there, is he? Your thoughts, welcome to at 0818 96, 96, 96 And that's one great way to join the conversation. If you're a bit busy and haven't time for a phone call, and don't want to do a big long text, send us a voice message to 083 396
2: 96 96. The Minds
0: Are Live. Oh, hello. Join the conversation Call 0818 96 96 96 Hexter WhatsApp 083 396
2: 96
0: 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie
2: This is The Opinion Line with PJ Coogan Fox 96
3: FM Yeah, the fun starts with Dermot Kennedy on Monday You're listening for the songs of Dermot K And when you hear them be texting or whatsapping 083 396 96 96 and somebody will win that ginormous prize five nights in vegas spending money accommodation flights and tickets to Dermot. that starts on monday on corks 96 fm i did tell you or did i i'm sure i did uh, there's a second rod stewart gig has been added. The 20th June went on sale this morning at nine o'clock, and within 10 minutes they had added the 21st of June. Obviously, someone rang up Rod and said, Come here, ticket a seller, when you do another one. Oh well. Right, so there you go. So 20th and 21st June at the Marquee on sale now at Ticketmaster or Aiken Promotions. And we have two tickets for the 20th to give away every day. This week. I'll do it now and get it out of the way because I'll forget it because we're very, very busy. Michael wants to talk to me, so does Mary, so does Sharon. I'll just get to Christopher in, in a second. But the Rod Stewart uh, question this, this particular morning What word have we nicked out of this interview with Rod? Yeah, he
6: has a new coming out of next year, which I've written 11 songs for.
3: Short and sweet. What word is knocked out there? Yeah,
6: he has a new coming out of next year which I've written 11 songs
3: for. Right, that answer in your name to 0833969696. So 96 96. talking about the cashless society and pubs and restaurants and bars and interesting from Paul at the Barn who said the cost of doing business in cash would put a euro onto the cost of my breakfast. For, for example or more onto the cost of my car every lunch and he said that's just the cost of doing business with the bank in cash uh, now you would not expect a food van to be coming under pressure uh, there was 160 businesses ceased trading in Cork last year because of energy bills and, and costs of other kinds and all of that five figure energy bills but you would have thought that a little food van little food truck wouldn't be a problem because, you know, the costs in a little tiny place, they can't be that big, can they? But yet, food trucks are starting to close, really in Cork, bio in the last few days, about a, a couple of food trucks, a couple of small food in businesses gone I talked with Christopher Braganza uh, when he won the RT battle of the food trucks uh, last year um, the East Cork spice genie uh, Christopher we talked before how has it been and how are costs good morning hi good morning how are you good good well, it, it, like your place is small but are your costs gone through the roof
12: uh, definitely, um, my place is small, but the cost uh, did not change because my overheads are less because I don't pay a rent for my food truck. But uh, when I buy the chicken, beef, or even the vegetables, everything is gone up. My chicken is gone up by twenty-two percent, and then my food truck runs on gas. It's not electric, mm. so the gas I used to pay hundred euro three months back, it's gone to one forty-eight euro. That's the forty-seven kg propane i use in front of my trailer for the tank, tank the, how
3: much would you get out of a tank christopher
12: um maybe one month from one one cylinder okay. but the amount i use and depending on which pa- how many parties and markets i do i see but yeah and the yellow gas the butane it was 28 it's gone up to 35 now wow. and listen the small things keep adding up but Anna. I'll be opening a shop in Middleton very soon next month. I'm just thinking, um, like, even with the employment, with the rates gone up, the minimum wage gone up, then the overheads of the place, the rent, the rates, and the management fee, I'll have to do with less stuff. But there's no other way.
3: Yeah. And you're still running the truck on your own, aren't you?
12: Yes. Uh, One of my... I had just one part-time employee who comes to help me on Saturday, but I do the cooking, washing, shopping, everything. Because right. if, I, if I had overta- overheads and employees, no, it's not sustainable because it's not guaranteed business because it depends on the weather. Yes. And if, if the weather is not right, I'm not doing enough. It's very but seasonable,
3: it, isn't it, Christopher? Because you really have only a few months in the year where you can trust the weather to last you for the day.
12: Yes, and summer is good, but then the other months, what do you do? Like, even December was the quietest for me because people look forward to Christmas. And the markets close in December because of the weather, rain, and the winds. Like, January was very quiet. So, generally, I usually take a break. I'm just back from Goa on Sunday. And, yeah, yesterday was my first market in Kinsale. That's my best market. But it was, like, 50% sales. But, of course, it was my first day back. But even people find it hard to spend coming out you know even though my prices are not very high compared to the restaurant I keep it nominal you know one meal is for 10 euros yeah. the same thing would cost you 15 16 euros in the restaurant because of course the take takeaway not not sit down yeah. but uh, I don't want to rob the customers either you know because I want to meet halfway yes but I, I had a customer yesterday hey, Chris you have this prices for two years you have to put it up I'm like uh, okay I will but you know Mm. It, it's hard.
3: But when you do then, someone will say, Christopher, your prices are going up, so you, can't, yeah. you can't win that one. And tell me, because of the other discussion we're having this morning, Chris, do you take
12: cash? Uh, yes, cash and card.
3: Mm. And is it more yeah, expensive to deal with cash?
12: No, no, cash, because this is my only source of income, the markets. So every week I deposit money in the bank, AIB. And mm-hmm. there are no charges, but with my card, I use sum up. It's one point sixty nine percent on every transaction ah. so yeah, so I get charged for that mhm and and every time i use and if you don't have a card machine, then you lose also because some people don't carry cash, yes. and then you lose because they'll say it'll they'll they'll come back, but some who have to come, they come. But many they'll be like go oh, somewhere else, you yeah. know, who do cash card.
3: It's been a big change in the markets, hasn't been, hasn't it? I mean, the Douglas market there now—that's on a Saturday. A couple of years ago, you could walk around with with just you—you'd have to have cash. Now everybody has, and that SumUp. I didn't realize that the SumUp. There's a a commission to the bank for you using SumUp.
12: Yes, um, the thing with that is, I don't pay any monthly rent. But if your sales are really high, like I don't do much. Like some people have shops and they their sales are 500,000 a day. Then you pay much more because it's consistent. But uh, if I have the other machine, I have to pay around 30, 35 euro rental. Yes. And then that is fixed. That's uh, 360 euro every year.
3: So you have, oh, you've these are the ordinary machines we're used to. You rent yes. those.
12: Yes. Is so there, is there a commission
3: those. charge for using that then?
12: Uh, no, there's no commission. Yeah, there is a little depending on the amount you make, depending on which machines, mm. you know, which company you use. It's very competitive. Somebody will call you and say mine is more competitive. The other one will say they are more competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I I try to even of has come up with a with a package. You have to buy the iPad for 500 euro, and then for one year it's free. But then these, the contract ends at one year. And then the following year, you have to pay 35 euro
3: yeah, the charges. There's so always, there's
12: a catch there. There's, yeah, always, there's
3: always a little catch. There's always yeah. a little catch. You're doing okay because you're on your own. And the shop, good luck with that when it opens. But you're saying others are struggling. That you yeah, know. Some,
12: some, yeah, one of my friends in, um, in in mogli they closed down. They yes, were, I saw
3: that,
5: yeah.
12: Yeah, they closed down. And another one, they're only doing it in the summer. Because during winter, the businesses are not... Um, the business is not guaranteed. Somewhere at least you go by the beach or there is festival or some parties so yeah. you get some guaranteed business. So some people prefer working now and then doing business from April to October. Yes, I
3: see. I see. So, so when is when is the shop opening?
12: The uh, shop first week of March on the main streets. So that is looking good. And from April I'll be in super value. Two of my products will be in super value. All right. So today I'm today I'm in Macroom doing the peach for the super value.
3: Well, well, good luck with it and and uh, 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 continued success to you. You're just back, you said, from Goa. Listen, as someone who loves my Indian food, correct me on something. Am I right or wrong here? Is Goa the home of Vindaloo? Yes. Goa is
12: the home for Vindaloo. Yes, you're right. Because uh, what you get in the restaurant is not Vindaloo because if there is tomato in a Vindaloo, it's not a Vindaloo. And you you should not see any onions or vegetables in a Vindaloo.
3: You should see potatoes and in it, shouldn't you? N-
12: no, no, no. No? I won't, I won't mind putting it for my Irish friend. But uh, no, it, you cannot put potatoes. It's just chilies and spices and vinegar.
3: Right. Okay, so they don't yes, put potatoes yes. in it. Because I love potatoes. I, well, I won't name the place now because they're obviously doing it wrong. But they do a delicious Vindaloo and there are some po- little small pieces of
12: potato in it. But yeah. So you know, no, it's their take on a windalo, but I wouldn't call it windalo. You know, it's, they can say ish, windalo ish, you know. <laughs> Christopher,
3: a pleasure to talk to you. Continued success to the East Cork Spice Genie food truck. He won the RTE competition uh, last year and he was saying it's getting more expensive. His gas cylinders that he uses to cook with, they've gone up from 100 yo-yos to nearly 150 per cylinder. And he's still keeping his prices as they were. Thank you, Christopher. Right, um, on the cashless thing, um, I was one of these people who always said, well, if you don't want my cash, you won't get my card. Uh, having talked to business people, I can see the reason. I- I'm not going to say I like it, but there you go. Michael.
13: Hi, PJ. Hi, how are what do you want to say, sir? Um, I... Uh, my, my, I was looking at my monthly fees and I've got a TSB account and I don't get charged uh, per transaction. I've got a flat monthly fee of €6. Euro, um, but I also get €5 euro back every month for using my card.
3: Oh, do you now? From permanent TSB?
13: Yeah, yeah. It's an Explorer account, it's called. So I think the way it works is you get 10 cents back per transaction up to a maximum of 5 euro
3: yeah they've given me the Um, blurb on it here every time you pay with your card in store online Apple Pay or Google Pay you get 10 cents back if you keep using your card we keep rewarding you by making a payment only twice a day you can earn up to 5 euro a month see here yeah so they're making money so they're giving you some back on it so they want you to pay in cash or to
13: pay in cash yeah I suppose that's I mean we're we're in a, a very fast changing world and of course the bank's of course they want to make much mon- as much money. I'm under no illusion that they're, they're brilliant and they're giving me money back. But th- their aim is to make money, obviously. And it, it's they can cut costs by having less staff mm. dealing with money, of course they're going to do it. I mean, it's the world we're living in. It's, it's all about cutting costs and, and making money different ways.
3: And, and Michael, and do, you, do you like the choice or do you not bother with it now?
13: It, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother... I, the only time it would bother me is that if I forget to have cash and on the odd occasion I might go out for a meal that I don't have cash to give a tip. Yes. That's the only time, really, that it would bother me. Other than that, it doesn't bother me in the least. I mean, I, I find it funny that, that, that people say that it's the government trying to track everything you do as they make their WhatsApp call, you know. I mean, they're making phone calls over over the internet and uh, pretty much everybody's got smartphones with most mm. of their details in there. You know, I mean, I, I'm, some guy said earlier on, the government wants to know what you have for breakfast. <laughs> but it's like, what What are they going to do with that information?
3: Yeah, yeah.
13: I mean, the, the government, if, if they have reason to, can get hold of your bank account anyway, or at least true. revenue can. Very true. You know, so like, I, I have nothing to fear because I have nothing to hide. Yes, yes. Um, I, I like I understand the way the social media platforms work. You know, they they want to send me information and then target ads towards me. That doesn't bother me. Mm. You mm. know, it's it's the world that we're living in. And as well, I, I think presuming that most old people don't have cards is very disingenuous to older people. Like my mother's chipping yeah. eighty. And she's got her card. Yeah, she my mother pay like my banking. mother has a card
3: as well and she'd be eighty two in, in August. She won't thank me for telling people that. But no, she and she's a, a damn hand a dab hand with a card.
13: Yeah. Yeah. And somebody said that that kids have no concept of money. I've two teenage daughters, and well, first of all, trying to get them to spend money is nearly impossible. But <laughs> they still can only spend what they have. I mean yeah. this this idea of tap and go and tap and go and tap and go, you still can't spend what's not in your account. You know, I mean, I know mm. when I was younger, if if I was on a night out and I spent what was in my pocket and then there was money in, in the yeah. bank, I just went to an ATM but, but and took out more money.
3: But, 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 but Michael, I, I don't know how old your daughters are. They're teenagers. Have you had the call yet? Dad, will you rev me 20 quid?
13: Oh yeah, yeah. I put us off to
3: that. Did you? <laughs> well, would you yeah, ever tell
13: well, you me see, how to I do had... it? Would you ever tell me? <laughs> <how to laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm in between phases again. I think that's coming again. Um, yeah, it's good when they have their own jobs. something <laughs> good.
3: Thanks a lot, mate. That's Michael. Um, he gets he his the banks with Permanent TSB, and when he uses his card in a shop or wherever, he gets ten cents back for every time he pays. Now they're not giving him that out of the goodness of their heart. They're giving him that to keep him using his card, which clearly says to me they're making money every time he uses his card. And they're making so much money when he uses his card, they're able to give some of his money back to him when he uses his card. Yeah. It's a bit like the... and I must say, I, I like it, I use it. It's a bit like the vault system uh, on, on, on Rev, Revolut. You can save up Dosh for the holidays, which I do... All year round, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like my digital savings jar uh, on Revolut, and you'd be amazed how much good then you buy a coffee and you tap with your Revolut card for the for the coffee, and it, you can set it up where like it trebles your change or doubles your change, and that goes into your savings. This is this is this is permanent TSB giving you back your money. Well, no, they're giving you back a chunk of their money, they're not giving you your money back. Didn't show you how much they're making out of it. 818 96 96 96.
0: Join the conversation! Call us now. 818 96 96 96.
2: This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Coach 96 FM!
3: Now they're looking at sixteen thousand people dead in that uh, terrible earthquake. Those terrible earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. And yesterday, Kim from Altonen, the transport company, who were offering to gather stuff together, aid of all kinds, to get it to Dublin, to get it on a plane to Turkey, to get it out there. Kim is back on the line now. You've had a good response, but you need more children's stuff, Kim. Morning.
14: Morning PJ, yeah absolutely the, the, the response number one has been incredible from the Cork people again um, so thank you so much to everybody who has donated today. Um, we're getting a lot of adults clothes men's and, and women's but there's not a lot of kids clothes coming through so again as we said yesterday kind of unused or new um, kids clothes anything from coats, jackets trousers, jumpers, socks um, maybe boots that are, are in good condition, obviously and clean. Yes. Um, we we need it all um, and get it out. We've we've about over thirty boxes here at the moment, so we're we're steadily packing and and, and getting it ready. Um, but we do need more. Um, and again, nappies, foodstuff, stuff, um, sleeping bags if possible, blankets, tents, right. mattresses for tents, hygiene products. Again, all the things we mentioned yesterday.
3: Sure, and you'll get it to Dublin. <sighs>
14: We oh absolutely we will get it to Dublin. Don't there's no fear of that at all, okay. and we 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 will bring whatever we get up there. And we have other companies that have come on board and offered their services. Um, different volunteer groups. So yeah, I've got one on the stuff. other
3: line actually, which I'll bring in in a second. But just give me your air code again, Kim, so people if they want to put it into their into their sat nav, can bring stuff out to your depot.
14: Yeah, so it's P three one E P nine five
3: P thirty one E. P All right, P31EP95. Stick that into your navigation device and, and it'll get you out to the Altonan base. Stay there, Kim, because Chris has called us from Cork City, missing persons search and recovery. Chris, you want to get involved in this effort. Good morning.
8: We want to help as much as we can. So we've been speaking to Kim here this morning and to Eamor, and uh, we're quite happy to go out and collect anything, at collection points. We go, we'll collect it and bring it to Altonan.
3: Okay, we have the the shop and post office in Toker was one that uh, they 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 said they have a van. What, what have you got access to? What kind of vans have you got? What we have uh, two vans and we have two four x fours. Brilliant, brilliant. Kim, is there is there a deadline on this?
14: Um, we're hoping tomorrow, just so that we're going to have everything ready, um, ready to go for 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 the Monday to get it up there okay. and um, get it up there as quickly as we can because. The Turkish Airlines have been so good to come mm. on board and provide these flights out to Turkey and get it to the designated areas. Now, yeah.
3: I know they were criticising the president out there in the last couple of days as to, for the response, but but i looking. The military have taken over the airport. Tur- Turkish Airlines are flying to the four corners of the world to get aid back. Like if that's yeah. if that's a bad response, a, a good one. God, I think they're doing, I think the Turks are doing a fabulous job with this.
14: Yeah, I suppose. Look, the 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 news media, all these areas is where we're getting our information from, and to see the the villages that have been yeah. kind of maybe out in in remote areas, maybe the the help is not getting there as quick as they possibly can get it there. But there are no roads yeah, left. That's the that's the other side. Infrastructure has been severely impacted in this, you know. So, I just hope that that these people will get their stuff quickly and 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 hopefully recover okay. some bit from this.
3: Thanks, Kim. And lastly, Chris, if anybody wants your help to get stuff, can they call you? Can they go to your Absolutely.
15: Facebook page? They can go to our Facebook page, message us, or they can they can uh, ring, re- you have my number there,
8: page, you can give that out, there's no problem whatsoever, they can, they can ring that away, we'll, we'll arrange collection.
3: Okay, we'll start that. Out. As usual, Cork is coming together in a way that only Cork knows how. We have a big church community in Cork and great support and great sympathy being offered Chris from Cork City, Missing Persons Search and Recovery and Kim from Altonen and they're organising Altonen organising a shipment Chris offering to help you to get to Altonen if you can't get to Altonen or if you can get to Altonen under your own steam and you're wondering where it is uh, P31EP95 is their air code and that will bring you there on your navigation gear. 0818 96 Again, some fairly heartbreaking pictures on the front page of all of your newspapers this morning. And the, the sad, sad part. I was listening to one journalist on the radio this morning. They'd landed in the area just yesterday and they'd been talking to an aid worker on the ground. An aid worker who was going to try and get some sleep after 37 hours. And... They were literally going to sleep for a couple of hours, get a bowl of soup and a bite to eat and come back and go again. And the aid worker said, well, here's the problem. Every hour that I'm sleeping, somebody's dying. It's doubled in 24 hours. The sad part is it'll probably double again before tomorrow. So it's now 16,000 people dead, and God knows how many thousands injured. 0818 96, 96, 96. And we should probably make sure to remember that it is not just Turkey and the, the getting aid to Syria is even tougher because there's a flippant civil war there and has been for the last 10 years so those poor buggers have, have now got this brought down on top of them as well it's horrible when you when you think about it when you think about it our problems are small really Aren't they? People wondering if the kids clothes need to be new, new or very good condition and clean. Uh, They're going to put it straight into.
4: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
1: PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: Boxes. Probably the best way to judge it is, would you put that on your own child? Hold it up in front of you. Would you put that on your own, child? If you would, then it's suitable. If you wouldn't, then it isn't. Uh, Can we give an address out because the website is a bit vague about the address? People are missing the postcode when it's called out and others aren't familiar with the aircode Website or postcode, right? We will we'll get the address. I don't have the piece of paper here with their address on it, guys. If we can get that, but the postcode or aircode code, P thirty one EP ninety five. We'll get a full address for you. Uh, we'll get a full address for you for for Alton and oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Something totally different. I promised. I'm an awful. I'm sorry. I'm such a devil for doing this. I promised yesterday I'd read you a poster that I had seen. And then, of course, Clean forgot to do it. It was a poster in a hotel. And I was talking to Christopher, who reminded me, this this hotel was in India. And I thought it was a wonderful poster. Because in other words, some hotels are doggy friendly. And some hotels will say, no, 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 don't even bring a dog anywhere near us. But some hotels are doggy friendly. This is a, a poster I think is brilliant. From a hotel in India, here's the poster. It says, dogs are welcome in this hotel. We never had a dog that smoked in bed and set fire to the blankets. We never had a dog that stole our towels, played the TV too loud or had a noisy fight with his travelling companion. We never had a dog that got drunk and broke up the furniture. So if your dog can vouch for you, you're welcome too. I thought that was just brilliant. That was in India, Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Altonen, that's A A L T O N E N, Altonen, Barnador, or Barnagore, Barnagore, Ovens, County Cork. Altonen, Barnagore, Ovens,
2: County Cork.
0: Cork loves the arts
2: We do too
0: That's why we bring you The Arts House
2: Every Sunday on Cork's 96FM
0: Hi, it's Elmarie Join myself and Connor every Sunday morning To find out what's happening in the arts all over Cork There's so much happening Fantastic festivals with great events for all ages And we'll tell you all about them The Arts House Sunday mornings 8 to 10 With Griffin's Potatoes Planted, picked and produced in Cork Griffin's Potatoes The great taste of home Cork
2: Cork's 96 FM.
0: Join the conversation. Email opinion at 96fm.ie.
2: This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Cork's 96 FM.
3: Speaking of troubled parts of the world, as we were, it's Altonin. By the way, Altonin, Barnagore ovens, and Barnagore is just after classes, classes Lake. That just keep driving out past classes Lake, and you and you'll find it. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. This call I love these calls that come I love these calls that come in randomly about something we're not talking about that just might start a conversation. And I was watching the speech last night and there were two unusual things about it. One he actually spoke English. He he usually goes through an interpreter, but he spoke English. His English seems to be okay too. Uh, this call I was watching Volodymyr Zelensky on TV meeting the British Prime Minister and meeting King Charles and all that. It's really getting to me now that he always wears military fatigue style clothing. I stress style because he himself is not in the military and it's not a proper uniform. Yeah, he always, yeah, he's wearing a sweatshirt, yesterday. Actually, quite a natty sweatshirt. I wouldn't mind getting my hands on one. Um, quite a natty sweatshirt. But yeah, I've never seen him in all the time since the war started. And I guess from a middle of a war zone, what you wear doesn't matter a toss. But he always seems to wear T-shirts and sweatshirts and things. We should remember, of course, he was a stand-up comic before he went into politics. So he's not got a military background at all. Thanks for that, though. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. We talk about gambling addiction all the time we talk about addiction to alcohol addiction to drugs but what about addiction to sex yes I did, I said sex there is a huge problem in Cork with sex addiction no, it's not something that would spring quickly to mind if you were to write down a list of things people get addicted to but it's there and it's at worrying levels so worrying that people are now waiting a year and a half to get therapy And one of the reasons they're waiting a year and a half is there is only one therapist in the country who specializes in sex addiction. His name is Donald Clifford, and he joins me now. Donald, good morning.
16: Good morning, PJ. Good morning. Thanks for having me on again.
3: Delighted. If you were to write down a list of things that people can become addicted to, I wouldn't put sex on that list. So for someone who, who, and I think a lot of people say addicted to sex. What? Yeah, yeah,
6: yeah,
16: yeah. Um, and I suppose just to be just to be very clear on it, there like there is no real evidence out there. You know, where yes. these professionals and experts go on about. Um, th- they like to argue about things, <laughs> so mm-hmm. it and the, the DSM is the manual we would use. It, it's not actually recognised as an addiction. Right. So it would be recognised as compulsive sexual behaviour. But people then who present would present with the same issues or it would look very similar to an addiction.
3: The DSM is the international manual used for diagnostics, DSM. isn't it? DSM, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So so how does it present itself?
16: Would it be like gambling or like alcoholism? Very similar. Yeah, very similar. And the effects would be very similar. Um Really, like, if if to make it very simple for people, it's just really a way of people managing their emotions or managing what's going on for them. That's kind of how it will generally start. And they might use it, say, for example, um, impulsively, which might be just using it to create good feelings, uh, which could lead then to compulsive behavior, um, which then you might say is is an addiction when Mm. they're using it compulsively.
3: Does it come from people watching porn or where does it
16: start, do you know? Um, I, I suppose porn, is, because porn is so accessible at the moment in the last 10 years, that is definitely an issue. That is kind of the, the fuel that's lighting the fire at the moment. Um, and this was predicted, I think, maybe 20 years ago in the UK. It was predicted that this would be coming with the introduction of the Internet and and I suppose the availability of pornography. But it, it's always been there, like in the States, They've been treating this in the States specialist centres for the last 30 to 40 years. Right. So it's been around that long. We just haven't been addressing it here.
3: Mm. And when people come to see you, like how do they present? What what kind of things do they tell you?
16: Um, generally, very, very upset, distressed, um, worried, feelings, lot, lots of shame, lots of there's something um, inherently wrong with them. Um yeah, distressed, I suppose, is is probably the word I would use I would use most. Um yeah, and shame. A lot of shame, you know. Yeah.
3: How does it start?
16: It can I, I suppose what we're noticing in the sexual health center more and more is that people are getting who are presenting are actually getting much younger. Um and when we when we take a history, so like we'll do an assessment with somebody which is usually done over a month, so it takes it takes about four hours altogether. Um, and what we're finding, and what we're noticing now, is that the people who are presenting more recently are—they've started quite young watching pornography. Mm. Um, There's—I think when I started initially, like people, it was people kind of older in their late twenties and thirties, forties, fifties. Um, But people we're seeing now are much younger because they started watching pornography, I suppose, when their brain was developing at the age of 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. You see, that's um, the scary bit.
3: That's the scary bit. You give a child a phone now for their Holy Communion in May. Loads of kids will get phones. Sure, they
16: can get at anything once they have a phone. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly the problem. Is is there like I've no problem with with pornography and people. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't have a moral stance on it. And mm. um, for some couples, it can be quite useful. But I think the real concern is is that we're not we're not monitoring what, what kids are watching. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah and that, for, for, that's Fergal, who's problem. my memory bank here in the program, reminds me. And now
3: that he tells me, I remember we did talk to someone one time, who who had. Been dealing with living with a sex addiction, and and said, like, there's no fun here. This th- think, don't think about sex the way you think about sex. Don't. No. no. This is this is this is distressing. And he said, of all yeah. the addictions I've ever heard of,
16: I couldn't possibly have picked a worse one. No. Yeah. It broke yeah, up his life. I, it destroyed um, his life. Completely. I, I remember I was walking with a guy, which is not too long ago and like he was he was recovering from cancer and he said cancer wouldn't be a patch on it get away you know because it's so shaming you can't just talk about it like you can talk about alcoholism or drug addiction I oh, it's very acceptable it's kind of just the way it is um mm. but nobody will talk about uh, like having problematic sexual behavior because what people generally tend to do is jump to conclusions yes you know very obvious um, conclusions guess, which exactly, jump off yeah, the page.
3: Yeah. And I'm thinking to yeah. myself, oh, even, even as you're saying that, like, yes, if, if if an alcoholic wants a drink, then they can just go and buy a drink. If, if someone wants yeah. drugs, they can just go and get their hands on drugs.
16: Yeah. Sex is a bit more complicated. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's a very intimate experience and it's very much like, you can live life without alcohol and drugs, no problem. Yes. You can have a great life without alcohol and drugs, you can't live without your sexual, without, you're a sexual being by nature. Yes. yes. You know, you can't just switch that off. Um, and that's what makes this work then a little bit more complicated than dealing with alcohol or drugs. And, and, it's, it's and a would there be eating people,
3: eating sorry, Donald, would there be people yeah. no, who are in relationships?
16: Struggling with this or recovering from yeah, it? Yeah, struggling with it, living, trying to live yeah, with Yeah, yeah, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, like a lot of our clients would, would have would have managed to keep kept their relationships going and, and are still in, in their relationships. Um, and relationships can recover from this. You know, I think about that something about eighty percent of relationships cover recover from this. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. generally what you will find what I what I've noticed with people I work with is that they are the most loving, gentle, warmest people you will meet.
3: Mm. You know? Again, you you there is there's a nasty stere- stereotype that that will yeah. creep into your head of the exactly. the guy in the raincoat, shall we say?
16: Yeah, exactly. And that's not exactly. the stereotype, no. No, no, nothing, no, nothing resembling that. No. Um like most of these people, and we we actually have going off from UCC, and he's doing research for us, um, Adam. And like what we're looking at is the amount of ACEs, which are adverse childhood experiences, that the people who are coming to us have. And okay.
3: they would all have aces, the vast majority would okay. have aces. Okay. So yeah. I guess a bit like alcohol and a bit like drugs, you know, no one woke up one morning and decided to be an alcoholic. No one woke up and decided to be a drug addict or a gambling yeah. addict. There, and, and if you search deep within yourself or search with the with the with the help of a counsellor or a therapist, yeah. you'll find the reason you started. You'll find the exactly. pain you were hiding yeah. or trying yeah. to yeah. treat. Yeah. It's the same with yeah. sex.
16: It's the very same. It's the very same. Wow. You know.
3: And what kind of pain are they trying to hide?
16: Have you found? Usually abandonment, um, trauma. Like the vast majority of our clients will be hugely traumatised, um, and usually developmental trauma, um, sexual trauma. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know. So it's it's just the way. Like if you think about it, like. When people go into an addiction, what they're trying to do really is just manage themselves and soothe themselves. Mm. And whatever addiction they choose to go into does that or numbs the pain. Um, And like having sex is a great way of feeling good, feeling connected. And that's what actually starts is that there is a good feeling about sex. Yeah. Yeah. You know, without then having the tools and the resources within themselves to be in a relationship. Um, or what it would take to be in a healthy, functioning relationship.
3: I'm going to ask a question as carefully as I can, Donald. here, and um, please uh, don't be offended by it. One would think, or one might form the view, an alcoholic getting drink Mm -hmm. can lead to crazy behaviour with drink. Same with drugs. A gambler can can lose the car, lose the house, lose a month's wages. Could a sex addiction...
16: Lead to predatory behaviour. Uh, yes, to a degree. So, if you think about it like this, there's levels to it, mm. and yes, people have uh, ended up on what we would describe as a level three, which is sexual offending. Now, that wouldn't mean that they're predators, but like if some, if you if you use for example the analogy of somebody taking drugs, they might start off smoking weed. And progress on down through the years, on to say heroin, mm-hmm. but they go through the different drugs and try them all, and it, like that's what makes an addiction. It's it's progressive. It's the same with say pornography, is that they might start why, and its on the age and depend on the individual. Um, they might end up then watching child sexual exploitation material. See, and you're they problem. might, and then they're convicted of that, and then they're. On a sex offender's register. Yes. But that doesn't mean that it's children is what they're after.
3: I see. I see. You
16: know, it's, it's, I know that
3: in counselling now, uh, across the board, mm-hmm. and this is a problem for counsellors, I know, and for their clients, just talking to people involved. If someone comes to you, Donald, and, and makes a revelation, yeah. the, the mandatory reporting, mm-hmm. um, Law is very clear. You have to break confidence. That must make your job
16: very hard. Uh, With this, it it did before I was doing this line of work. And now it's just, that's just the way it is. I can't think about it. It's just, it has to be done. You can't be mulling it over and worrying about it. This just has to be done, you know. Yeah, someone's saying here on the phone. And I know, and that's as much as
3: anyone's going to say to me, but I just, I've noticed it. And I, I know through conversations I've had that you know if if someone can now be stopped in the middle of a con- I, I need I I need to tell you I have to report this in it must be very hard, must make the job very hard something else on the phone Dara says it's very worrying that school children as young as 12 or 13 can now access hardcore porn how do we address this
16: donald do we need to address it first we we 100% need to address it like we're swamped as it is in our in our work in the Sexual Health Centre. We need to be addressing this now. It, like it, It's no good to kick this can down the road for another five or ten years. The damage that's being caused is just, it's catastrophic. Yeah. And you think of young men, 19, 20, 21, and next thing all, they find themselves being convicted of sexual crimes that they never wanted, that was never a part of their story, and all of a sudden they find themselves in this web where... Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I, I was reading a report recently where I think in the last two years there's been more sexual, child sexual material discovered online than what they had in the previous 21 years, yeah. so there is an issue there. Yes, yes. You know. How do we start?
3: I, I was reading back over Dara's message there, young as 12 or 13, I would say take four or five years off that. They can get at it at eight or nine. Sorry, I just lost you there. You're okay. I was saying, Dara was saying kids as young as 12 or 13 accessing porn. I'd say take yeah. three or four years off that.
16: Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And what happens is you might put blockers on your phone for your child and do all the precautions and talk to your child. But if every child isn't on the same on the same page and their parents aren't on the same page, some child then can show um, their friends in school Mm. uh, what they're discovering on the internet and then they're exposed to it. Yeah, I heard a survey actually last night I heard a
3: survey on the radio saying that a lot of parents now think that by the time their child is 12 they've bought and sold them in terms of using the internet to which the response was made, no it's your job to keep up
16: it is. It really. But it is. It is our job to keep up as parents. It is our job. To mm. it you know? is this
3: something you can like. You can bring, if you take the, the fantastic work that Nicole Ryan is doing um, in schools and and other people do, like alcohol, yeah. drugs, you know that kind of thing. Is it possible to bring this into school to talk about the dangers of porn and sex addiction?
16: Is it possible? Do you think? I, I think. It, look, I, I would think it's a necessity at this stage. Um, and have a, have a like have an up-to-date sex education, yeah. Like our sex education, and they're talking, about it, they're bending it about that there's something being done, but it's been done from a very, it's been done from a very place where we were, we were miles behind, light years behind. Like it really has to be updated as to what's what's necessary today, and like explain to people that I remember back in my day when people come in, and they talk about drugs, and it was all bad, and you die but then you take drugs and you don't die and it isn't all bad it's all fun so yeah. then you're kind of going well that was all lies um, and it, it needs to be the same with sex it needs to be real like sex is good and the positives of sex and the damages that yeah. sex can do if you're, if you're not understanding it and you're cautious and mm-hmm. consent and what is consent and understanding consent at a deeper level as opposed to saying it's just about saying no it's not that simple
5: yes
16: you know clearly don't rule um, Clifford there's a
3: need for many more people like you to be trained in this work.
16: There is yeah and I think that's what Martin um, in the Sexual Health Centre that's kind of his goal is that we, we kind of have this rolling out at least across Munster if not nationwide. Um, like when I started with the Sexual Health Centre there was me and now we have four counsellors okay. you know and we're doing groups throughout the week. Okay. Continued success with that work Uh, And I hope that your your
3: backlog of of a year and a half will will shorten as more people get into that line of work. Thank you for what you do. Uh, Donald Clifford uh, is the only therapist in the country currently specialising in the issue of sex addictions. Sarah Horgan was writing about him in the Echo also in the last few days. Uh, If you have had any experience in this regard, are you in recovery? Um, Are you trying to deal with the consequences of a sex addiction? It's it's the most unlikely thing in the world that you will. But if you want to talk to us, uh, you can do it anonymously. Send us an email uh, to opinion at 96fm.ie. I've talked to people addicted to alcohol. I've talked to people addicted to drugs, to, to gambling. And indeed, we did talk before to someone addicted to sex. But if you want to talk to us, opinion at 96fm.ie.
2: Dermit Kennedy live in Las Vegas, May nineteenth. So
0: kiss me the way, win your way there with Corks ninety six FM.
2: Paradise. It's just the most beautiful sport from home, so thank you so much. <laughs> return flight five nights in vegas
0: spending money and
2: tickets to see
0: dermot kennedy we used to be
2: listen to cork's 96 fm weekdays for the hits of dermot kennedy
0: every time they play text or whatsapp in for your chance to win once upon a time i was something to someone
2: dermot kennedy live in las vegas
0: stay listening to see him for free Thank you for supporting this
2: music. Starts Monday on Corks 96 FM. (laughs) The lines are live.
0: Hello. Join the conversation. Call 0818 96 96 96.
2: Text or WhatsApp 083 396 96
0: 96. 96. Email opinion at 96fm.ie. This
2: is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan. Corks 96 FM.
3: I have stacks of stuff on cashless payments and cashless businesses and businesses like The Barn Restaurant, who were on with us earlier on. Paul from The Barn was on explaining why they have gone fully cashless and making his case for if you want me to keep my prices that they're at, at where they are now, then I need to stay cashless because it costs me money. To take cash That's that's his standpoint Some people won't never go there again Because of that Other people say Look, that's the way the society is going I like myself I've said this before I like the choice to, to pay by cash Paul will take Or allow his staff To take a tip in cash That's a plus for me Because I don't like this Electronic tipping nonsense at all No, 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 no No, 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 no I like to give a tip in cash to my server. That's, that's how I am. Uh, but loads more, and I'll come back to them. Um, we are going to a point where pretty much every business is preferring now if we used just our card or just our phone or just our watch. It's easier for them. It's cheaper for them. Kevin then rang up to say, yeah, he's right. It is cheaper for the businesses to, to take your card. But on the other hand... When you pay with card it's more expensive for you the bank makes money out of you every time you use your card you kind of can't win can you 0818969696 oh, that random comment I read out earlier about Vladimir Zelensky someone rang in and said I was watching President Vladimir Zelensky on TV meeting the Prime Minister in the UK and meeting King Charles and it's really getting to me that he always seems to wear Military fatigue style clothing. I stress style because he himself is not in the military. So it's not a proper uniform. Some of it actually looks like army surplus gear. You know, you go into the army surplus shop and you'd find old sweatshirts and old t-shirts and old jumpers and things. It looks like that sometimes. Um, He was wearing, as I said, on telly speaking, which I thought maybe a little disrespectful. Should he put a shirt and tie on, on him when he's talking to the king? I don't know. I don't know. That's just Anyway... He was wearing a sweatshirt on. That's nice. I wouldn't mind that myself. Andrew was on. He said, Good morning, PJ. I totally agree with your texter regarding Zelensky's attire. I've always wondered about that, too. He has no military background. I also find it quite peculiar how at the drop of a hat, he has safe passage out of a war zone. He gets from the Ukraine to the UK without a problem. I'm finding it difficult these days. To get to town, <laughs> with all the roadworks on Coburg Street. Good point, Andrew. Actually, there's a the thing, you know. Apropos of nothing, we haven't been inundated with people complaining about Coburg Street. It's it seems to be going all right. It it does. Fingers crossed, city. Fingers crossed. Safe passage out of Ukraine to the UK. You see, Andrew, it's such a big country. It's such an enormous country, and the war is concentrated in one part of it, or one or two parts of it. So if President Zelensky wants to get across the country to another airport and get out that way, I guess he can. But I do take your point. 0818 96 96 96. Now, <laughs> Andrew, you've inadvertently led me to Sharon, because uh, we're talking in the last few days about cycling and cycle lanes and cycling helmets, and the behaviour of cyclists. Part of the reason for the closure of Coburg Street for, is to give us a better, what they call, public realm, which will invariably mean more cycle lanes going up here, there, and everywhere. And it is where it is now. We have cycle lanes coming up all over the city. Sharon, morning.
17: Hi, PJ. How's it going? Good.
3: What do you want to say about cycle lanes?
17: Uh, well basically um a couple of months ago we got notice in um, here in knockfi avenue in fair hill um, about a uh, planning improvement work's being done. Yes. And basically um, it goes from Sun Valley Drive up um and when you turn right all the way from Parochial Hall um the whole way down as far as Fairfield. Mm-hmm. And basically what they plan on doing is um putting in cycle lanes and obviously improving the roads, the footpaths, um the school area and the whole lot. But um basically our concern here basically is that they're now going to take away all the car spaces in order to put in the cycle lanes. Right. So it makes very, very little sense for us living here, um, as to why such a big, um, a big move is being done. Um, basically, I suppose it's not a problem that like at the moment, but like by them putting in cycle lanes and taking away car spaces, they're causing a problem for us. Wait, where recommend. are the car parking not. spaces, Sharon? so outside our all our front doors obviously all along the road we can all park um if they put in the cycle lanes they'll taking away so anybody actually living in their own home can no longer on certain parts of the road park outside their own front door anymore so they have restricted down to like um two or three spaces which is like across the road mm. um for me where i'm living i'm living right on the corner so i can no longer um, park here. I can't park outside my door. I'd have to go down the road and park. in the
3: driveways? No. Be
17: fighting, and um, some have driveways. Yeah, some do and some don't. Um. So also, the fact that you're not supposed to drive over cycle lanes. So when I'm entering and in and out of the driveways, um, we're driving over it. Um. Now a couple of things. I feel like there's been huge lack of research gone into it all. Um. I was told by one of the engineers when we went to the meeting that um I'm just to exceed with caution coming out of my driveway, reversing out, and um, the same I would a pedestrian. But I like I think that's very unfair. A pedestrian and a cyclist aren't going at the same speed. So like I'm being added this stress and worry every time I have to leave my own home in case looking out for cyclists. And it's just not something that's there. I don't feel it's needed. Like if you're aware of the north side, like you mm-hmm. have Fair Hill Tell me who can cycle up Fair Hill. I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone who's <laughs> able and capable of cycling up Poppins Road. Then you push it down further, and you have the Fairfield Road. Like there's that road is basically the North Road for the trucks, for the lorries, for everything. Because not even them are able to get up any other road up the north side. The north side is built on hills. So why are we cycling? around is it just left and right? Nobody can go down fair hill. Nobody can come up fair hills because it's too dangerous. Yeah. And all of this for just being able to cycle on one direction, it just again, for all of this to be uprooted makes no sense. Now the other thing is even down by the parochial hall, they have it in their plans. There's six. They have six car spaces, yeah. PJ, in their plans. And any given time when there's basketball matches or anything, you are talking a hundred cars. Oh, hold on. At least hold two, on. Are you
3: saying to it. me, Sharon, that the parochial hall, and like to say, uh, the day of a, box of a basketball, basketball match. Basketball
17: match, bingo, anything.
3: Yeah. They're there's taking six, away the parking spaces.
17: There's six. They have allocated six spaces next to the parochial hall in the green area to the left of it. And that's all. And does the hall have, have space at the moment? Either side. Nope. Know, everyone parks in the road because the roads are wide enough to take the cars at the moment. I see. There's no yellow lines, there's no nothing. And the car, like, they're nice, wide roads, they can take them. But don't get me wrong, on a busy night, you're down to one lane, you know, you're down to because of the amount of cars. But, like, isn't that what the community is about? Like, getting people, like, that's their recreational centre. Do you know, that's where they go for these kind of things. So, are they driving them away? What do they plan? Like, as I said to them also, like, OK, just say it's a simple math equation. There's 11 cars parked on the road every night. You're taking all those spaces away. You're leaving them with five. Where are the, other, where are the others to go? Like, where do you expect them to go? Do you expect yeah. them to sell a car and say, oh, sure, look, we won't bother with a car anymore. Like, what's their plan? You know, that type of way. It's very unthought of. Like, it's a mature neighborhood. Like, There's not that many children around here, to be honest. I have two young and like you're talking maybe the ratio of maybe three kids to every 20 houses. So you're talking a mature area. You're talking people visiting. Like even on it, I have a family member that's a disabled badge holder. Nowhere on this whole road can they come and visit me because they have nowhere to park. Ah. Nowhere to park. And like, why should we be punished for this? Why can I not have anyone ever call to me? Because there's three spaces across the road that one of my neighbours are more than welcome to, to, to fight us for. Because, I mean, it's it's only their right. Yeah. So I'll have to tell
3: I, I to guess, Sharon, you know, there are the people listening. Park. I guess there are people listening who would say to us, look, this is the future. People are encouraged to cycle. They're encouraged to walk. And they're encouraged to get out of their car and use the roads another way. That's the
8: future.
17: Yeah, but I think in depending on your community and depending on the area. So for example, even further down now you have the church. They're taking away um a good lot of parking. Now, don't get me wrong, there is parking outside the church door, but if you've ever again been here at mass or a funeral, God forbid, or removal or anything, you're talking everywhere and anywhere. Some people like they park endlessly on the road. And again, when I spoke to them about it, what do you plan on doing? And they actually said it's to encourage, as you said, maybe they could walk to mass. And I'm sorry, like you're talking about the elderly community. Yeah. You want them now to leave their car home and walk to mass. God forbid they fall. God forbid they get knocked over a cyclist when they're trying to cross the road or anything. And again, knocks their confidence. I just think that what they need to realise is just not here. Yeah, we're all for getting rid of the roundabouts and the um, traffic lights. We're all for um, making the outside the school a bit more school friendly with the amber um, road and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But it is a very mature area and there isn't a need to uproot as much. Like yeah. even just outside the 16 trees going, 16 just outside my house on that road. You have no idea what I fought to try and get a tree trimmed because kids were climbing my concrete wall. You know, they would not. No way whatsoever would they trim it. But yet they'll take out 16 trees now all of a sudden. I know, they'd sticks.
3: say to you, well, you're one of them climbing up the trees now, so your problem is solved, you know, but I know I'm only messing with you. Councillor Meek Nugent no, was on the makes phone.
17: no sense. I know,
3: yeah. Councillor <laughs> Meek Nugent was on the phone, he said himself, and uh, Tommy Gould and Kenneth, oh, help me, Kenneth Kenneth's second name, uh, walked the Collins. route, Kenneth Collins, walked the route of the proposed scheme the other day with the council engineers looking to make, make changes Where possible. We're being told this all the time, Sharon, that when these plans are put out in front of us first, that they listen and they'll take things into Mm -hmm. account and then they'll draw it all again and then they'll listen again and they'll draw it all a third time and eventually say, All right, here's what we want to do. So it mightn't be as bad now as as you Mm -hmm. think it will be.
17: Yeah. Yeah, I just think they're not thinking it through. It hasn't been, um, I just think, just take it elsewhere or do it in an area that, that would benefit more from it. Honest to God, as I say, being a mature area, we'd benefit more of more parking spaces yes. like that. With people calling, what about home helps? What about cleaners? What about, because yes. it yes. is a mature area, people do need these people to call, family members to rely on. They can park to call in on their um, elderly yes. mother or father. and. These are things that should be actually, as you say, future-proofing. That's disa- more disabled parking. They're actually what would future-proof this road or this community more than what a cycle lane would be And you're making the point like as that. well.
3: And you're making the point as well. Who the hell is going to cycle up
16: Fairhill?
17: Exactly. I don't know anyone. And that was another thing. They said it's to encourage the schoolgoers. Sure, yeah, of course, the man is on Fairhill. But again, nobody will be able to cycle up Fairhill when they come out of the man. You know, it just again, it's just it's silly, and it's such an uproot and uproar for very little that's needed. Right. As I say, they're causing a problem. Like, where are people expected to park their car?
3: Sharon, sure, we'll leave it there because we've had the same problem with people down at uh, Torrey Top and and that that general area down there in Balvaghan, where we heard of John Spillane's beautiful cherry trees being chopped down to make way for a bus a bus lane. No matter where you put this active transport stuff, someone's going to be unhappy. Sharon, thank you. 0818 96 96 96. Paul Gallagher, we mentioned, we started the programme this morning with the MTU story, the, the cyber issue, the cyber attack at MTU. And we were telling you, we're talking to Moray from the newsroom, about a statement issued last night to students ...by Paul Gallagher, who is Vice President of Finance and Administration at MTU. Uh, He's been speaking to the media this morning... I'll let you hear that in just a couple of minutes.
7: The Cork's 96 FM Giving for Living Radiothon returns May 25th to 27th to raise funds for Cork Cancer Services.
0: You make feel. You can host a coffee break, fill a change collector box, or support your favourite sport on Jersey Day.
7: And we're always open to fun new ways to fundraise, so get planning now. Get
0: planning now. The Giving for Living Radiothon, supporting Cork Cancer Services May 25th to 27th. And you make, you make feel
7: Only on Cork's 96FM
2: Join the conversation Call
0: 96 96
2: This is the Opinion Line with PJ Coogan Cork's 96FM
3: Okay, back to our opening story on today's Opinion Line That was the cyber attack at MTU Confirmed last evening in an email to students, uh, where they said a huge thank you for bearing with us as we deal with this latest emergency. Uh, we're confirming this is a cyber attack. Our IT department is working with a number of specialist teams, and we will communicate further that uh, statement issued, and a quite a long explanation with it, issued to students by Paul Gallagher, Vice President of Finance and Administration at MTU. In the last few minutes, he has been speaking to the media, including uh, Paul Bourne of Virgin Media and Maury Tuig from Cork's 96FM News.
15: Paul, can I ask you, first of all, you have come to this stage, how serious an incident is it and what can be done to rectify it now?
6: It's potentially a very serious incident in terms of a ransomware attack. I think we were very lucky, though, in that our IT department caught the attack quite early and it's left us in a relatively strong position in terms of dealing with it now, so we're not actually dependent on an encryption key, for example, to get our systems back. But undoubtedly, this is going to take quite some time to resolve fully. Are you
15: surprised that they were able to break through because, you know, in this day and age, security being so tight?
6: It's an issue that's been at the top of our risk register for quite some time. We've done a lot of work in the last year in putting a cyber team in place internally. And that's really standing to us now as we deal with the problem. But look, I think it's just a feature worldwide at the moment that these attacks are happening and uh, I think everybody is is liable to such an attack.
15: Why did you just come out last night and say it when you knew what it was all along?
6: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I guess it was Monday really before we fully knew the extent of this, but we're in a process now. Uh, We're taking a lot of advice from the National Cyber Security Centre and there is a protocol that we're following with them in terms of how we deal with it. Part of the problem is that as soon as you go public, the ransomware attacker becomes aware of it and potentially you're exposing yourself to more risk at that stage.
4: You mentioned there about the, the encryption, and was there a ransom demanded?
6: So we caught the attack quite early. Uh, and there, What we did find is a file on the system that had uh, a, a page and this is something that would normally flash up as once the, the attack is fully complete on that there is a link into um, a system but again we're working through the national advisors in relation to that and we haven't directly engaged
4: and from Monday now the, the planned reopening a phased one so what's the, the plan there?
6: so very much I mean our focus early in the week has been on the IT response but we feel that we've got that reasonably well structured at this stage Our focus now over the next couple of days through our management structures is to get students back on campus. There will be limited network access, but we're really pushing uh, towards maybe chalk and talk. But to get students back on campus is a priority for us.
4: And in terms of, let's say, if someone had a deadline this week, I presume they'll be eased and, and people will be given due accommodation. Yeah,
6: so we're putting contingency measures in that. Fortunately, it's quite a good time in the semester, reasonably early on. We don't have examinations wholesale, for example, so it's containable at the moment. The second semester tends to be a bit more flexible in that we have more breaks in it, so it's a bit easier in terms of time scales.
3: Good question there by Mauraid at the end. Like, if you have uh, an essay or an assignment to go in this week and you're supposed to upload it to the online system, can you? And will you get docked marks if you don't? Good question at the end by Maureen, Thank you. That is uh, Mauraid and uh, Paul Bourne from Virgin Media talking this morning in the last half an hour to Paul Gallagher at uh, MTU, where they have that confirmed that ongoing Cyber attack problem. 0818 Talking about the cost of doing business on various levels this morning, talking to Chris from the food truck, to Paul from um, the Baron restaurant, uh, the Baron Gastro pub as it is now, about how they are staying cashless and they insist on staying cashless because he said if I go back to using cash, I have to put up all my prices and the general cost of doing business across the board. Continues to worry people. Last week, Fitzy's Bar in Crosshaven shut its doors, and that was very sad. And we're hearing of others. Uh, One bill, uh, one electricity bill from a pub um, in the last month or so was 13,000. euro. Like, I got my electricity bill at home, and with the discount, I still had to fork out the bones of 300 quid. But with the discount, but can you imagine,
5: like, 13,000
3: euro. And people are struggling all over the place. Michael O'Donovan from the uh, castle on South Main Street and, of course, Vintners' Federation. Michael, the cost of doing business is just getting higher and higher, and it's not just energy now. Morning.
15: Good morning, PJ. Yeah, look, we had our AGM here in Cork yesterday for uh, um, for our Vintners Federation. And uh, one of the big topics that was discussed was the cost of doing business. And, you know, you said there uh, a Publican had an a ESB bill or electricity bill for 13,000. Um, we had a man yesterday that had a combined gas and electricity bill for 22,000 for November and December. And if I went back uh, 12 months, um, the bill was seven thousand. So they're the kind of costs that are that we're seeing across the board. It's uh, it's three hundred percent for most people. The the energy uh, um, costs have gone up, and it's not just energy. You know, um, toiletries, glassware. Um, we've seen hundred percent, one hundred and fifty percent rise. So it's, um, it's the not knock-on effect yeah toilet roll has been a, one of the i never thought it would be a topic at an agm but um toilet rolls were discussed um the costs uh, associated with them um, cartridges they've gone up you know hugely in the last 12 months um, and i think cleaning products in general have just gone astronomical in the last uh, 12 months and you see it in your own shopping baskets, PJ, if yeah. you go to the supermarket, you know, uh, the costs, and it's the same for business. Costs have just gone up, um, and, you know, uh, input costs for product have gone up. So uh, we're, we're really, I suppose, uh, in the last couple of weeks, seeing pubs um, closing their doors for a couple of days, um, some closing altogether, which is, is very disappointing and hard for those businesses, you know, to shut down the business. But uh, when it's when it's struggling and not making money, it's, it's, it's the decision they have to take.
3: Well, if you, if you take your your own place there, at the castle, right, right in the city centre now, North Main Street, a, a busy area anyway. But I can't imagine it, it pays you, Michael, to open normal hours on a Monday, for example.
15: Yeah, it probably doesn't, PJ, but I suppose we've been there a long time and we're in the community and we have uh, some of our older customers, that's where they come to chat, to talk, so you know, I, I take the view that being a publican, you can't just pick the, the days that you want to open when it's going to be busy yeah. Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, you provide a service for the people, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday you have to open to to look after those people as well because it's probably not viable to do it but you, you have to do it, I think it's part of our, our responsibility of having our licence, I think
3: Right, that you open even when it's not viable
15: yeah, I, I, look, I, I might be old school in that, PJ. Um, uh,
3: you're a young. I mean, you're a
15: young man now to be old school <laughs> um, in in doing that. But look, I, I think it's um, I enjoy us talking yeah. to the to to them, and you know, it's 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 just the way of life that we do it.
3: There is assistance with the electricity bills, the, the gas bills, isn't there? This TBESS thing
15: is that working out? It's not, PJ, no, and we've been making represent- the representations to government on it. Um, the criteria, you have to have your unit price 50% higher than what it was uh, 12 months ago, and a lot of people are falling down on that because oh. they're 40, 45%. They're not hitting the 50% threshold. Um, yesterday we had, you know, the details on, for... It,
3: so the guy there, you said 7,000 was his bill last year, 21,000. Yeah this year. I would yep. have thought the TBSS falls right into place for
15: him. You would think so, but unfortunately his unit price would might not be to the 50% oh, increase, uh, even though, like if you look at your bills, a lot of them, the, u- the units you're using would be similar to the units you're using last year, but it's just the costs have gone up, but they're not gone up the 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 50% uh, on your unit price. So they're they're not able to access the the TBESS, and only 325 pubs nationally. Even though we had um, over 1,100 registered for the, um, sorry, 11,000 registered for the TBESS, only 325 pubs, I imagine, were able to claim for it and get through the what? process. So that shows that it, it just isn't working for the the, the vast the, the, majority. The
3: small print is screwing people.
15: Yes, it's uh, it's just uh, very difficult to get onto the system um, and 40 percent look it's 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 very welcome in times like this uh, if you are able to get onto the system and get your 40 percent of the difference between your bills this year to last year but it's getting on the system is the hard part
3: wow so the the mood at the AGM yesterday Michael must have been a worried one
15: yeah look at this was we've lost membership uh, in the last 12 months um, here in cork we've Kind of been lucky with only nine members that have uh, that have dropped out, but already this year, in the first month, uh, we're a third of the way to that. So we've lost three pubs already in the in the first month in January of '23. So you know, uh, the concerns for our members going forward are are huge at the moment because of uh, the costs, and you know, people are going out and enjoying themselves and spending. Mm-hmm. But people are getting, you know, disposable income is shrinking as well. At the same time, so we're in a perfect storm at the moment. With
3: and how do you feel when you see breweries, uh, big companies, big brewing companies? See Carlsberg now about to knock up another couple of quid on on, on a pint. Diageo doing it with Guinness, Heineken doing it like these are companies if you go back into their records they're making handsome profits and they're still putting up the cost at wholesale which means you've got to put up the cost of my pint have you any as an, as an organisation can you do anything about that
15: Look, we can't, PJ, is the honest answer. We, can, we make representation to them to ask them not to do it um, on behalf of our members, and we lobby them hard not to do it. But uh, they have to take a business decision themselves at the end of the day on what they do. Um, and while we don't like when prices go up, because obviously it affects us when we sell product mm-hmm. over the counter, um, inevitably sometimes it's passed on to the customer, like the recent one was um, when there was a recent price rise. So it's... Um, Without doing that, yeah. uh, as I said to you a number of weeks ago, unfortunately, bus- a lot of businesses won't survive in the next couple of months without having pass- to pass on some price I increases.
3: Brendan friend sent me a picture of a most gorgeous-looking pint of Guinness one day last week, and I said, God, that's the dish. Yeah, he said, well, it would want to be for 6.40. I mean, that's daft. No, it's Dublin, but
15: that's bad, Michael. Yeah, it's, it's, look, that's probably the, I don't think there's too many points here around Cork at that price, but we're lucky here in Cork, uh, the price point would be much lower than Dublin, but the cost associated with doing business in Dublin is obviously much higher as well with rates and and everything, and like, it was disappointing to see recently uh, that both our city and county councils decided to increase our rates, so that's another cost that we have to build into our our price points, and it's just... Constant uh, price rises that we're seeing for input costs at the moment. Lastly,
3: are still people paying? I presume your older customers are, but are people still paying for their for their point with 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 cash? Are are more people tapping?
15: <clears throat> it, a tapping is growing, but it's still about you know, um, it's still about sixty five percent would tap, thirty five percent would be using cash. Mm. And is it moment. more expensive for the bar to deal in cash? Uh, yeah, there's charges associated with lodging. You know, for every thousand euros you lodge to a bank, the charge is about five euros. So, uh, in, if you're getting change out, it's it's the same. So when you're when you're adding that up over the year, it's a substantial charge. So. Um, there is a cost obviously with your card machine as well but I suppose one of the other factors is the time when you go to a bank we all see the queues in most of the banks at the moment because they're going automated and there's no there's there's fewer tellers there so I think um, for ease at the moment um, I think the, the cashless way is nearly um, it's what's, what's driving most businesses, the, the direction most businesses are, are going.
3: Seems to be. Michael, thank you and continued success to you at the Castle Bar on South Main Street and of course the Vintners Federation. Thank you. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. 96 96, 96. We, This story I completely forgot to mention it uh, earlier on um, broke last night. It was always going to happen. i tell you now. This is not a surprise. It certainly wasn't a surprise to me that it happened. But Bertie Ahern has officially rejoined Fianna Fáil. He was leader in Taoiseach, of course, in the 90s. Did he do three terms as Taoiseach? And then, after the tribunal, he left the party ten years ago. And he's now back. Now, one of the reasons being put out there to bring him back into the fold, and he applied and he was accepted back, is that this is the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement coming up on April, what? April the 7th is the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. And to be fair to Bertie, for all the things that you might say about him, without Bertie, it's arguable, arguable, arguable now, that there wouldn't have been a Good Friday Agreement or it wouldn't have worked out the way that it did. That's what they're saying about bringing him back into the fold for the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. It had been proposed during a meeting of the Parliamentary Party, I read here, that he should be allowed to make a return as part of its plans to mark the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement. And I remember, showing me age now, but I remember being on the radio, working around the time of the Good Friday Agreement and waiting for the negotiations and listening to every bit of news you get your hands on from the north. And hearing about Bertie, there was a story about Bertie that his mom was very ill at the time, Julia. She was very ill at the time and he was dividing his time between her and Belfast to try to cut a deal with the Good Friday Agreement. But anyway, anyway, he's back into the Fianna Fall party. The spin is that it's to allow him to properly be celebrated for his part in the good friday agreement i'm not buying that spin having said what i've just said i'm not buying it you see mingle d michael d <coughs> is due to finish in the oris when not sure. is it another three years i think michael d has another three years in the oris two anyway three not 100 percent sure michael d has another three years in the oris let's say it's three and he can't stand for a third term. I said the last time he was unbeatable for a second term. I stood over it. I was right. If he wanted to stand again tomorrow, he's still unbeatable for a third term, such as the affection in which Miglady is held. But you mark my words. If they can do it, if they think they can do it, Fiddefall will stand Bertie for the Oris. Don't think for a second that they wouldn't do it. What would you think if it happened? 083, oh, three, 96, 96, 96. Should have done this ages ago. It's only t- 20 to 12. Bertie, back in Fianna Fáil, supposedly to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, and what a great thing it was. But really, really, we know, lads, don't we? We know it's for it's it's for a tilt at the
0: horizon. Join the conversation. Email opinion at ninety
2: six fm. This is the opinion line with PJ Coogan. Cox ninety six fm.
3: Loads of your stuff to read out. Uh, get as much of I can of it done before twelve, and if not, I'll come back to it tomorrow. But I, I read this out earlier on. It was a poster that I found on and social from a hotel in in India. It said dogs are welcome in this hotel. We never had a dog that smoked in bed and set fire to the blankets. <laughs> we never had a dog that stole towels or played the TV too loud. We never had a dog that had a noisy fight with his travelling companion. We never had a dog that got drunk and broke the furniture up either. So if your dog can vouch for you then you are welcome to which is a lovely doggy friendly uh, Michael you're living in Alicante my friend uh,
18: PJ good morning from a, from a wet and rainy Alicante well
3: no for the 7 or 8 days of, of it a year I've no sympathy but in, <laughs> I know I do there's <laughs> a pal of mine gone out there the poor devil he's gone out there for, for a week's holidays and he landed in the weather you have now and he's not happy bunny at all like
18: well, I hope you brought an umbrella, for you because it's tipping down now at the moment.
3: <laughs> Eleven degrees and pouring with rain, and the sun is shining here at home. But
18: you're out there with with four years. Yeah, I came out here four years. Got we married here in 2013, and um, we just said, you know, this this is the, this is the, the life to live, and um, we took four years just to plan it, and then moved out in 2017.
3: Doing what you? I'm, ret-
18: I'm retired. I was in Collins Barracks for 33 years and had uh, my pension. So, um, And my wife Susan was in Marcus Spencer's uh, for 34 years. Okay. Uh, for so that's where we're sitting back and enjoying the spoils. For,
3: and you know what? You deserve every, every bit of it. Lovely lifestyle out there.
18: Well, when it goes a little bit further here um, than at home. Uh, Paige, I just listened to the, the Cost yeah. of Living Crisis series. It's... it's, it's it's yeah. off the scale now, isn't it? I mean it's it's crazy.
3: I, I was in I was in Lisenia and Torreveca on holidays in, in twenty nineteen, so I I know what it's like out there. The cost of living is it's a fraction of what it is here, you know. It's, it's well I was we were
18: just laughing this morning because um Susan came in there with the uh, the, the meat for the week and um the, the butcher uh <laughs> you got a free two liters of San Miguel which which are uh, which are weekly meat. Uh, I couldn't imagine that taking off in uh, in Cork. They had the bi- they had the big the big bottles. The big just bottles big of San Miguel, yes. Free for nothing, yeah. yeah. I love them. I love
3: them. <laughs> they're, no, no, they're dirt cheap anyway in the supermarket, but anyway. Yeah. So, so you you have a dog,
18: have you? Yeah, we came out on the last uh, ferry that sailed over to bringing a skiddy to Santan Lear, and uh, it was the dog-friendly one with uh, Brittany. Yeah. Uh, they're obviously gone now. Um, we, we were on the last one, and uh, we brought the dog out, the hound, yeah, and she's yeah, happy out. She had an arthritic, um, she had a, bit a lab uh cross and she did arthritic hips and stuff, but since she came out here to the sunshine, it's uh, yeah, she's flying around, of course,
3: of course, yes. The, the, anyone with, with arthritic bones, the heat of the summer is just the best out there.
18: Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And you can bring her to the pub, bring her to the pub. Um, it's 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 we're living now in uh, Casada just uh, outside Torrevieja, and uh, it's every bar, it kind of. Uh, the population here really is kind of 60s, 50s, 60s, 70s. There's a lot of people living on their own, mm. and uh, the dog is the only companion, so they, they don't want to leave their dogs at home. And I think Spanish are very dog-friendly anyway, and you can bring the dog in. A- every bar has their own, and restaurant has their own um, call. So the owner can say, look, yeah, dogs are welcome. Oh, no, dogs are not welcome, but um, 99% of the bars and restaurants we go to, yeah, there's, there's dogs there, and they just lie under the tables, and then there's, you know... Nobody be back I mean, uh, buy, in Cork, I know. I know in Cork that they're they look it's thrown on Like I mean, yeah. but
3: well, I mean it's outdoor there for most of the time. So I guess it's a bit different to bringing a dog into the South County. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs>
18: Well, it, it isn't the summer, but uh, now we're kind of mo- we're, we're getting into the winter, and um, yeah, the dogs are inside. And um, the, the law here is uh, each municipality has its own law, and the the owner can decide uh, once the, it's not in an area where food is being stored or, or prepped. Uh, yeah, dogs are, are allowed in, and uh, the only thing they have to do is uh, have a sticker on the door saying uh, "dogs allowed" or "dogs not allowed." And as you. you can imagine, the, the bars that do allow dogs are, are the busier ones.
3: Yeah, and, and do they. Have, am I reading here right? They have their own little part of the menu for the dog.
18: That's. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's been uh, up on the wall you now about two weeks, and uh, I saw a lot of people looking at it during the week. I said, what are they looking at you know, outside the, the, the Irish bar? And it's um, a dog eat lunch, yeah, um, a sausage and a breast of chicken and a half a burger, uh, and two treats for 3 dollars For the dog! For the dog, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, the dogs are better fit
3: myself Yeah, but they don't get free time together with their meat. Do you know?
18: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so you just decided to go.
18: That was yeah, and, and you know I, I, actually I was listening to the, that girl from the Alton and on earlier, and uh, they actually um, uh, moved our stuff out here, which is it's a small world, isn't it? Uh, that they moved all our furniture out to, out to to Spain here, Incredible. and they were brilliant to deal with. Uh, you know. Um, absolutely but it's so easy these days you can just do everything online you know book your ferry mm. uh, you know uh, removals everything so and we just said yeah let's let's go for it I mean oh, um, God, we me sold the so house um, saw our house in Cork we said you know if, if we keep the house that, that net is obviously are kind of thinking well we could always go back but looking at the cost of living there now I mean, there's absolutely no way we could we could you know uh, go back to, to to living in Cork it's 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 it's, it's unrealistic yeah,
3: yeah no I'm, I'm I'm not jealous at all
18: not well, we time. just got our. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, what I like about here is that the government are very proactive on um, uh, the cost of living because it's quite a poor country, Spain. I mean, yes. the guy um, the that walks up the bar or local local bar, he's on a five or an hour. That's the going rate for for a barman. There. Um, so obviously, the cost of living has to stay quite low. But the government stepped in last year and they said uh, they brought in the injury companies and said, "Well, put your feet to the fire." Uh, this is the limit uh, on the cost per unit, and um, if, if you go above that, we're just going to uh, take your license, and uh, you won't be trading anymore in Spain. There. They did uh, that. They yeah, yeah. And um, our electricity bill here every month is about 100 and, 101 euros.
3: 101.
18: No, saying that, I mean we do have the weather, so obviously yeah. you don't have the heating on, and uh, you know tumble dryers, and and mm. you know. The, you just hang out the clothes in the sunshine, um, but it is. To, I mean, you know, we're into winter now. We do have the, the electricity and and the water boiler on, and uh, 101. That's our average bill. Oh god.
3: How much? How long will 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 um, winter last? Now, how will how long we, before we, it starts we, to pick up? And don't lie to me. I've been there.
18: <laughs> well, we've just we've just crept into now. Last night was the first drop of rain we had uh, since, good oh god it's, uh, last April. So. Um, Yeah, yeah, we've had a very good, very good, very mild winter, and yesterday was 17 degrees uh, and sunny, so last night really was the turning point, now we're kind of uh, getting into the winter, and it'll be over um, end of March, start of April, and we'll start mooching into spring-like, and uh, up into the 20s again.
0: Oh yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's sorry.
3: lovely It's sorry. lovely sorry. to talk to you, but it's awful at the same time because I know the part of the world you're in. And and the cost of like the cost of buying a, a house or an apartment out there.
18: Um uh, there's one actually going for sale across the road must there? a four bedroom uh with a private pool. but uh, well, it's a communal pool, there's only, there's only ten people living in the community, um yeah. and it's uh two bedrooms and that's I think that's going for one seventeen but you uh everything here is uh, is is bargained into the um final price. So uh, offer one ten, it's like that place in the sun, you know, that that's pretty spot on those when they make those uh, unrealistic offers, uh it's it's a buyer's market. So but really four bedroom, two bathroom with a, a communal pool, you're looking at one ten. One ten and it's it's a stage. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that. Uh, there's a yeah, it's it's a buyer's market, really. Is there any um,
3: chance they'd let us move a flipping studio out there, lads? I mean, <laughs> <on.
18: laughs> well, the the door is always open here, TJ
3: <laughs> Michael, listen, delighted to talk to you. Uh, not at all jealous, but uh, three fifty for the doggy menu. That's the best story. Thank you, Michael. That's he's living in Casada near Taravok Taraveka outside Alicante. If you know the region, you know where he's living. You know the region. You know where he's living. It would be probably thirty minutes drive from Cabaray, maybe not even that. What a lovely part of the world! What a wonderful part of the world he lives. Um, and if you bring your dog out for lunch, and you can get a sausage, a breast of chicken, half a burger, and two sweets for the dog, or two piggies for three fifty. And when her, when his wife goes to the butcher. They get a free large bottle of San Miguel with the meat. That's me sold. 0818 96 96 96. A tonne of things to do and only a few minutes in which to do them. Aileen Coffee is director with ACA Performing Arts. And a big, big trip coming up. Going to Disney, Aileen. When are you off? Morning. Hi,
19: P- Hi PJ, how are you? Um, we actually head off next. Late Thursday night, we head up to Dublin about one o'clock. Right, so leaving Friday morning at six a.m. Forty-four of us heading off to Disneyland Paris.
3: Fierce excitement!
19: Fierce excitement! Do you know what they were due to fly out three years ago? So I actually came on to you three years ago and spoke with you about this. Yes, no, we no, were I all, remember. Yes, yeah, we were all ready to go, and literally two weeks before we were due to flew out to fly out. Obviously, the worst happened and COVID hit. So they were had been practicing in rehearsals for months, and then obviously. We had to wait another three years, but we're finally getting to go and they're full of excitement and we we can't wait. So
3: you're going to perform out there? Yes. So
19: basically what happens is uh, you audition for for Disneyland and you go through a few different, um, like you send video submissions and all that kind of stuff. And we got chosen and picked to perform on the, the main stage within Disneyland. So there's 44 of us going, and then there's 26 on the team. I kept it quite small. Oh. And, yeah, so they're flying out. We fly out on the Friday. They go to the park all day Friday, and then Saturday, um, they perform at half three on the main stage for 20 minutes. So our piece is 20 minutes long. So they've really, really now put in the work for the last couple of months, been right. in rehearsals every Sunday morning. Now fair play to them, like, so and, dedicated. And back
3: when? Say that again? Back when they back.
19: Oh, when they back, we come back then late Sunday night. Oh, and then and then some of them, we come back Sunday night, we fly into Dublin and a half, nine, we travel back down, and then some of them are into Cork Art Theatre on Monday for a technical rehearsal for our Red Riding with the Panto. So they're all going... Hang on, Panto?
3: Go- it's February!
19: Yeah. I know, I know, but you know what? We we, we had so much going on, so we're doing a, a small two-day panto. Well, it's red riding, what we're calling it a panto. Oh, so,
3: okay. Oh, sorry. You're not already. In, I, you're not starting planning for next Christmas yet. No. No, no, no. So it's we're,
19: it's called a panto, but it's more like a musical. So I it's see. Our, it's our intermediates there, from our juniors, so our two and a half year olds, right up to our fourteen, uh, fifteen okay. year olds, then are going full into a sold out show for two nights when in Parkes Theatre. What?
3: That'll be on when? The cat's up when?
19: In Tuesday and Wednesday, so the 21st and the 22nd of of February, So
8: Exciting time.
19: yeah, and you know what? I must say, like, I have had some students that were meant to travel uh, when we had um three years ago when we were meant to go and some of them had already graduated and gone to college and some of them have actually come back to be on the team. So I'm really delighted, you know, Sad. that they're they're getting to take part. Yeah, and I have a girl travelling down from Galway every weekend to the university in Galway and she comes down every Sunday for rehearsals. So they've really, really, really worked so hard, yeah. And I, like, I
3: remember at the time now the disappointment and the tears yeah. and, and I remember saying that, look, you know, it'll it'll come around again. And exactly. You believed it at the time, didn't you?
19: I did, I did, you know, it, it like, bless them, like they'd put in the work for months and then obviously, like everything, like everything went up a heap, but like it was taken for them and, but they waited and, like I said, some of the kids obviously have moved on and, and graduated and, and, but they're coming back to do it, which is great yes. and they're getting their moment and they're getting their chance to do it and Fantastic. I'm super proud of them all and they're, and they're going to be amazing and so I know they will be.
3: We want pitchers.
19: Yes, I will. I'll send them on. I'll send on video of their performance. It's going to
3: be okay. epic. All right, Aileen, good luck to everybody involved. That's the, H- the, H- the performer, Performing Arts heading off to play at Disney. I remember that uh, in the very early days of the pandemic, the whole thing got knocked on the head. Everyone disappointed, nuts and tears everywhere. And now they're going. And they'll be performing over the weekend at Disney. That's the dream come true. Oh, eight, 0818 96 96 96. Right, he announced a second gig this morning on 21st of June. Uh, Tuesday 20th of June, Rod Stewart playing at the Marquee. Tickets on sale for both gigs now at Ticketmaster. But let's see, can we sort somebody out with a pair of freebies?
6: Yeah, there's a new coming out the next year, which I've written 11 songs for.
3: All right, Diane Falvey and Mayfield. Diane, what word has been left out?
12: Hi, page Album.
3: Let's see.
6: Yeah, he has a new album coming out next year, which I've written eleven songs yeah.
3: for. Kind of obvious,
6: wasn't
3: it? Yeah. Yes. yes. But I saw a three-second clue. I said, "Fergal Barry, you're killing me." But no,
12: <laughs> <laughs> you got it
3: fairly quickly. You're, have you have you seen him before?
12: I haven't. I missed out the last time, so I'd love to see him.
3: Yeah, well, it'll be my fourth time to go oh, to see him, fantastic. and he is. Fabulous! And never mind the age. He was seventy four when I saw him last time. He's seventy eight now. He rocked Parky Queeve.
12: Unbelievable!
3: He's brilliant. And you know what I'm waiting for? And I tell you something now. When I saw it in the summer in Parky Queeve, it brought tears to my eyes. I cannot wait to hear Grace at the Marquee.
19: That's exactly what I want to hear. (laughs) It's my my favorite version
3: of the song. It's a thing of beauty, isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable. Who who you bringing? I'm going to bring my sister,
12: Rachel. All
3: right. Well, enjoy. Enjoy. Thanks so you're, you're much. You're off Thanks on the 28th of June, courtesy of ourselves and our friends at Live at the Marquee. Diane Falby. Another pair of tickets tomorrow. Two gigs on sale right now. We're completely out of time. Programme edited by Eimear Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Thank you for taking part in the conversation in whatever way you did we're back in the morning just after nine.
0: The Cork Diary. On
2: Cork's 96FM.
0: Cork Diary is a free service. So if you're a community group, a not-for-profit organization, or you have a fundraising event you would like mentioned, let us know and we'll tell Cork all about it. Email the details to Diary at 96FM.ie. The
2: Cork Diary.
0: With CorkSimon.ie. Because everyone who calls Cork home should have
2: one. Cork's 96FM.